It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? It's the best bits of the week show. I am Morgan, and in case you're a first time listener, what I do is I take the best seven bits of the week based on y'all's engagement online. If you phone called in, or if you texted us, or emailed us, and I count them down from seven to one. But the best part about this podcast is that I always bring on a show member for some fun behind the scenes from the little segments, but also we just kind of go on random tangents and rants about all kinds of things in our lives. So, This weekend, I'm bringing on Amy. What's up? Hey, hey, what up? It's been a minute since you've been on, so I'm so excited to catch up, and I have a lot of fun questions to ask. I'm excited to be here. I know. Scheduling sometimes is like, you know hard but I was like we I want to do this more sometimes I see other people doing it and I'm like oh man I it's time yes so I'm glad that you reached out (laughs) so many things to talk about so let's get started the last ever fun fact Friday off went down between Bobby and Amy who is the queen of facts and Bobby dubbed himself Bowser aka from Mario you know that guy who comes in and kind of like smashes the hammer down well it was such a battle and a really fun moment about a fact about Dolly Parton and kangaroos vaginas yes Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so many things happened there yeah it was definitely a difficult segment because I feel like I mean Bobby had some good facts but I just wasn't I didn't bring my a-game and I've, I've been beating myself up about it ever since because I know I had other facts that were better and I had to think of my audience which is well my judges actually which is you but then Eddie and Lunchbox like they're big sports guys and for my final fact the one that I went with I was like that's interesting to me because as a non-sports fan I thought wow that's interesting but as a sports fan, they're like, yeah, 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 that's duh. That makes sense. Well, but facts are also just so hard because it's all about one person. It's relative. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You never know. But I, I, I do know fun facts and how to, you know, present them, I think, in the best way possible. At least I've, <laughs> you know, been working hard at that for a long time. So I just, I know that I just didn't, I, didn't, I feel like. I almost like don't even have the words right now because I just like, wasn't thinking. I hey, wasn't well, thinking. To be fair, you had one judge. I'm pretty sure you got three out of my five votes, which would, which would be a win for you for me. Well, thank you. So you had me on your side. Well, I don't know. Did you vote for the three vagina kangaroo? I think I voted for Dolly on that one because oh. I do love Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, Bobby made me bust out the penis one, which was rough because or and just to clarify, if you haven't listened to the segment, I'm talking about Napoleon's. Uh, penis I guess yeah you'll have to listen (laughs) to hear what happened but I I've been sitting on that fact for a while but I always thought it was like so weird and then Bobby busted out with something I can't remember what it was and I was like well here here we are he's making me do the penis one yeah but when yeah but when you have our audience of Bobby Eddie and Lunchbox being on there like those three like the only way to get them to laugh at something is for it to be a dirty joke so like you knew your audience I mean, why do you think I went with the kangaroo one and the Napoleon one? Yes. Yes. I was definitely playing to my audience, which is to my point, the, my, my final fun fact, I wasn't thinking it's like, I got frazzled. I allowed Bobby to get to me and I, I guess, what do they call that? I choked. It was like a Bowser princess peach situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I but don't know sometimes that have, have you, have you ever played Mario? Mario, what cart Mario Kart? any of them? I mean, when Mario. I was a kid. Yeah. So, you know, who princess peach is. Yes. And you know who Bowser is. No, I guess I forgot Bowser. Bowser's like the turtle shell guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like the kind of intimidating one, like back then, probably the most 
like crazy one. Mm-hmm. And Princess Peach sometimes comes out on top, but most of the time Bowser comes in and like stomps all over her. Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah. But it's okay because you did really good and the fun facts were really and funny. Bobby's Princess Peaches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds so good. Listen to this segment. It's the last official one because now Amy is continuing on with her fun facts. Despite the ending of all of this, Amy still gets to share her five fun facts every week. It's just no longer going to be a challenge. Yeah. And that's okay. It's probably a good thing. <laughs> I know. I'm sure we'll bring the challenges back. It was fun, but it's just for a season. Yeah, you're it's still like the that queen, was though. Season one, and we'll have season two later. Yes. Hopefully we come back stronger than ever. <laughs> Number seven. Undefeated Amy with a record of 8-0 is up. This is our last match before she goes back to just being Fun Fact Friday. Because she's played everybody. She's taking down Eddie, Lunchbox, Morgan number two, Raymundo, Bay, Ray's wife, oh, wow. Scuba Steve, phone screener Abby, plus a listener who called to challenge her. Now there's one, as they say in video games, there's one final boss. It's me. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> You're Bowser. Oh, I'm Bowser. There. That's, <laughs> if Amy goes undefeated, we're retiring the Fun Fact Friday face-off. It's back to just Fun Fact Friday. Oh, wow. Literally, it'll be anyway. But I never thought I would be in this, but I was asked if I would come on and be the final boss. And I will take on Amy, the queen (laughs) of facts. Our judging panel today, he's back after suspension. We we trust that he will judge with integrity. Lunchbox. Yes. Integrity is my middle name. I don't know about all that. Eddie, you're back as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Good. yeah. Well, I never went anywhere, but okay. I know, but you're, you're back this week. Yeah, I'm back. And also, Morgan number two. You'll be judging the fun Ooh, facts. Wow. Right. We will go down them one by one. They're each a battle against each other. The person gets the point if they have the better fun fact. We ready? Ready. Fun fact Friday face-off. It's Amy, the undefeated champion, versus Bowser Bobby. Yeah. Morgan, do you get the Bowser reference? Yeah, that's okay. from Mario, okay. right? Mario. Yeah, Mario. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Mario. It's Mario. <laughs> All right, let's go. Fun fact Friday. Yay! I'm staring. I'm staring you down like at a. I know. At, like I'm at like, a fight. Like you know when the two fight, yeah, UFC yeah, fighters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to decide where to start. Well, like, you're hey, making her nervous already. Be, I am. Be strategic. Don't mm-hmm. pick bad to start. Because if I jump up in a lead, I'm I'm, I'm running. Oh. I'm not trying to pick bad. I'm going in a sprint. Let's go. To start. Number one. So Michael Jackson was a virtuoso composer. He wasn't able to read music or play instruments at all, really, but he wrote parts of songs in his head by singing and beatboxing into a tape recorder, and he would use the entire arrangement, every part, all in his head and play it out, and then that would be what they would form into the music. Oh, pretty cool. All right, um, I will go now. Have you guys seen Back to the Future? Yes. Yeah. It's good, huh? Great yeah. movie. The time machine in Back to the Future is what? A DeLorean. That crazy yeah, car. car. Yeah. So originally, it was not a DeLorean. When they wrote the movie, they made it a refrigerator. Now, why do you think they had to change the refrigerator? Because it got cold when it because traveled? Because kids would lock themselves in it. Oh. Trying to shut it and travel oh. time. Oh. So the director had to go, we can't use a refrigerator because you have a bunch of kids dying, mm. like locking themselves in a refrigerator. Oh, so they sad. changed it to the DeLorean. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. And, or just getting locked in there in general. There you go. Mm. One to one. Let's go over to Morgan with the first. Morgan, which one is more interesting to you? Well, I have not seen Back to the Future. (laughs) So I'm going to go with Amy because I do remember Michael Jackson a lot. Okay. Down one. Bones, that was pretty risky. 
What was? Just knowing that she was so young and wouldn't know. I, I'm just playing to what I think is the okay. most interesting. I, I can't play the crowd here. Because okay. when I do that. But you know the Michael Jackson thing's interesting. You know it. It's fair. I do the same thing with Raging Idiot songs. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, he now he's comparing himself to Michael Jackson. Not, not always. Don't. No. Don't. Uh, he is. They both write songs. Yeah. And uh, Lunchbox. Look, Michael Jackson, I don't even know what you told me. That he didn't know how to play an instrument. It was, well, you weren't. Okay. That was boring. All right. Uh, give me the DeLorean. Eddie? I'm going to be honest, guys. Both of those were pretty C+. Plus. Um, All right. I'm going to go with Bobby, though, because Back to the Future is more interesting to me. The whole songwriting thing, it's like, okay, great. What? You're, a, you're in a band. I know, but still. It sounds pretty normal. I think that's what people do. And just so you know, I picked a C plus one because she picked a C minus one. <laughs> I got you. It's I got all you. strategy over here, baby. I you think you. I went with the big gun first? <laughs> no? Boom. Okay. All right. I'm up, up next. <sighs> Number two. Ever heard of somebody named... Dolly Parton? Yes. I have. Of course. Yeah. Do you love her? Oh, love her. Great. Yeah. You know the song right here? It's a good one. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. How fun is this? So, she had her breasts insured for $600,000. Each breast was insured for $300,000 each. This is wow. from a- This is from ABC News. Love it. Dolly Parton naturally insured two of her biggest assets, said the news story, her breasts, which were 40 double D back in the 70s. So, if anything happened to her, she still would make money. Yes. So each breast was insured for $300,000. Amy, just give up. <laughs> I mean, okay. That's bringing double hammers. Amy? I mean, yeah. well, female kangaroos have three vaginas. Oh, are you serious? Oh that's, pretty, that's pretty solid, though. Oh Easy, lunchbox. Oh that's pretty oh solid. <laughs> yep. That's pretty solid. Uh, I want to know more. The female kangaroo has three vaginas. <laughs> And when they're giving birth, the baby comes out of the middle one. All right. <laughs> Whoa. Amy, I'm glad you didn't give up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. Saving that one, but. Dolly Parton, hey, she insured her. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah no, we heard that. We heard that. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mo- <laughs> Mor- <laughs> Morgan. I don't even know how to choose which one. <laughs> Come on, those Morgan. Two. Choose which one, though, you really would tell somebody if you were at a party. If you were at a party, you know you're talking about how kangaroos have three vaginas. No, you're not. Definitely not. No. I, you out. That was definitely an interesting fact. But the fact that Dolly is so valuable, each boob is worth money, like... 300000 yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I have to Thank go, you. Bobby. <sighs> Lunchbox? Man, guys, Bobby brought double hammers, and then Amy comes in, and I got to say, three is better than two. But they're on a kangaroo. (laughs) Three are better than two. Give me Amy. I'm now grossed out. (laughs) Yeah, the fact that he's so excited about this. (laughs) Oh, tell me you didn't put a smile on your face, Eddie. Eddie. Put a smile on your face. Let's go. Guys, you all are bringing the battle. I mean, the dollies was good. But kangaroos, Bones, that's mind-blowing. They have three of them? Give me the kangaroos. Dang. Uh, <laughs> I mean, good battle, guys. That was Round two was good. Mm-hmm. Oh. I hate that. that. I really was counting on a point there. <laughs> she, she, she came hard with the kangaroo. Amy, go. Okay, I, this is just kind of an encouraging story, especially for women out there. So there's this woman, Julia Stewart. She started working as a waitress at IHOP when she was 16 years old. Years later, she eventually became the president of their competitor, Applebee's. But then get this. 
Don't don't do that. No. What do we do? You snored. That's rude. No, that's rude. don't look at me. Don't look at me. Did you hear them Did snoring? Did you snore? Don't look at me. I don't know where it came you? from. I thought it was one of them. No, wow. it was not this I team. Feel like, I feel like I have to throw it, and that's like a, this is like I didn't a, do anything. This is like a, read, a warning, your, red flag. That was story. Yeah, where did you go? Where's the story going? Well, <laughs> finish your story. Right, she had a career? You know, this is, okay. She worked at IHOP. She went to Applebee's. Then Applebee's <laughs> didn't offer her the position of CEO, so she left. Then she became the CEO of IHOP, made a bunch of money, and went back and bought Applebee's wow. and was like, oh, what now? And then she had three vaginas. Oh, yeah, I mean, that would, that would win it. Yeah. Well, I just thought that this was an empowering <laughs> that, story of that like... That kangaroo one did, Donald. It was a good yes. one. I got a question. Was this tell me something good or fun facts? That was a little bit of both. I liked it. All right. Yeah, I liked okay. it. Um, I, I also, I, I like your style. I like where you're going here. Mm-hmm. Um, I... And it's kind of jobs, old jobs. You guys familiar with a guy named President Ronald Reagan? <laughs> yeah, I've heard, <laughs> of him. heard of him. Good president, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. He worked as a lifeguard for seven summers as a teenager, and during his time, he had 77 saves. Wow. Saved almost more people than anyone in the entire state. Oh, I do like that. But did he become CEO of the lifeguard? He became CEO the- of America. Okay. Yes, he did. Uh-huh. Yes, he did. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, Morgan. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, not a not a great round there for either. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Amy, female empowerment. I'm I'm oh. here for it, so I'm going with Amy. What? I did. Eddie? Dude, I was a lifeguard. I mean, I, <laughs> oh, I had two I, two saves. One was a uh, three saves. One was a double. I love the Ronald Reagan story. Seventy what? Seven saves? Amazing. Seventy seven. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Lunchbox. I mean, the saves. woman went. I don't even know where she went. She went. I hop Applebee's. I hop back to Applebee's. I don't even know what the point of the story was. Seventy seven saves. Is the incredible. point was she didn't give up. Yeah. Never. And give she up. wasn't. Yeah. And then she went back and she was like, Hey, I now I'm gonna just buy you. Thanks for not hiring me. Uh, give it to Bobby. Okay. There okay. We go. <laughs> uh, I just based mine off of what you did. So let's just, that was I, that was I, yeah, that was like, oh, listen, I just, I, th- I thought, thought it was encouraging. I do. It is very encouraging. Yeah. Tell me something good. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, okay. We do, we do that at 55. All right, go. <laughs> go. It's your turn. He was number four. You guys heard a little song called Here we go. Sweet Home Alabama? Oh, yeah. I have heard of that one. Sweet Home Alabama. I mean, you associate that with. This is the state of Alabama. When when I've been down to Alabama football games, like I watched Arkansas get pummeled by Alabama a couple times. It's not a good thing. They play this when the team walks in. Three members, or the members of Leonard Skinner who wrote Sweet Home Alabama, um, two were born in Florida, one was born in California. The song was recorded in Georgia. They had absolutely no relation to Alabama whatsoever. Mm. Amy, you're up. Well, since, like, the encouraging stories aren't working, I'll just tell you about the time uh, that Napoleon was buried without his penis. So during the autopsy, the doctor allegedly (laughs) decided to take Napoleon's penis, presumably as a bizarre souvenir. The doctor gave it to a priest for safekeeping, and the priest smuggled the part of the body with him and left and then after that little napoleon has been passed down as sort of a Wait. perverse family heirloom for decades he is little what? no no the no, little talking about the little oh, the napoleon. little napoleon yeah. <laughs> the little part the, oh. all right yep. amy went to anatomy <laughs> yes, yes, she, yes and i mean i tried to tell tell like a uplifting great story and then you make me tell the penis one. <laughs> 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 i mean i had to do it morgan Amy's made me laugh, and I can't stop thinking about it, so, Amy. 
You laughed because we laughed. <laughs> Eddie. I mean, the Napoleon thing's pretty crazy. Like, <laughs> little Napoleon got stolen? That's no, crazy. Well, it, no, guys, it got cut off. Yeah, and taken kept. by the priest. Imagine uh, when you die. Sorry, Bones. I'm going Amy. Lunchbox? I just got to say, give me the penis. What? <laughs> <laughs> he, he wants it. Interesting. All right, Amy, last one. I mean, one. now I just I don't even know where to start. Do you have a good one left? It's all strategy here. Do you have a good one or no? I feel like the music one could have got me a win there. But I feel like I have a good one. I mean, my mind is blown by it. I mean, because I just yeah. didn't know this, but. What body part is it going to be? It's not. It's it, those are Amy's two no, wins. No, this is very PG. <laughs> okay, so. go ahead. Number five. Home teams in basketball wear white uniforms because the home team has access to laundry facilities. So by wearing gray or another dark color, visiting teams, they were better able to conceal the stains that accumulated on their uniforms during a series. So that is why that it's like that. And I had no idea. I thought that they just assigned colors. Well, also in other sports, like football for the most part, home teams wore dark. Yeah. They wore the dark jerseys. Yeah. Why? Which makes, because that makes, uh, which makes your fun fact not very But I just, I said basketball. That was your championship one. I said, well, it was interesting I know, it is, it is interesting. I mean, I I was about to go with another tell me something good type one, but it's lost on y'all. All right, well, Okay. I want to. I I have to go with. I have a lot of fun ones here, but I'm gonna go with. I mean, I'm I gonna go with my heart mm-hmm. because this includes two things that I know two people on the show will really find funny. All right, Eddie, we got or, or or interesting <laughs> or just interesting. Yeah, why did I do that? Because these guys don't care. Even you're questioning right now. Like you already gave up on your. Yeah. You gave up on your fun fact so halfway through. I'm gonna play a song that I think only Eddie will know. But follow me on this. Right. Um, this is Al Green, and the song is called "Take Me to the River." Have you heard that, Eddie, ever? Of course I have. It's, this is an old school song. People loved it back in the 70s. Made him a decent amount of money. But the thing that made the most money, millions of dollars for Al Green with this song, was Billy the Bass singing it. Mm. When you push the button on Billy the Bass and his mouth comes up, yeah. it goes, take, take me, me to the, the river. He made more money off that than having a hit in the 70s. You remember that one? Lunchbox? I love Billy the Bass. Billy the Bass was awesome. That was the coolest thing ever. So, we do, we're talking tied with bleach balls, or are we talking Billy the Bass here? Yeah. All right, Morgan. <laughs> Billy the Bass, my dad had one, so yeah, that one. <laughs> Eddie, I mean, who doesn't love Billy the Bass? Come on, hit the button. Take me to the river. Let's Lunch go. Bugs. I mean, who doesn't love laundry? Nobody. Give me Billy the Bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still think interesting. Uh, okay, let us say this. Mm-hmm. You, did, you, were, you ended up being eight and one. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic record. Yep. You are the greatest fun factor of all time with a record of eight and one. Mm-hmm. I, I just came in and threw a couple facts out there. Mm-hmm. You have my full respect. Thank you. Now think about that kangaroo. Like It's like almost like whack-a-mole when the baby's coming out. I'm not going to forget about that yeah, kangaroo. Me either. <laughs> Never. Ever. Like, there was only one fun fact that could have beat Dolly, and she found it. <laughs> that was it. And you know what? Good for you. Good job, mm-hmm. Amy. So I will take the victory here, but... It's kind of an exhibition match. You should you are, be so humble. You are the champion. What? No, you beat an undefeated team. <laughs> you know, sometimes you You're just like get the, lucky. <sighs> sometimes you just get... But, but... Oh! You're unbelievable. Next week, you'll be back to Fun Fact Friday. Yes. Okay. There it is. There she is. Amy, yeah. everybody. It's the best bits of the week. Show! With Morgan number two. It's always fun when we have special guests on the show. A lot of times it's country artists, but lately we've been having some fun actors come on the show. And Jamie Lee Curtis came on. She talked about 
all of her movies for Halloween over the years. Plus, she talked about her husband and just so many exciting facts we got from Jamie Lee Curtis. Amy, I want to know, do you like watching horror movies? Not really. My daughter does, so I've been watching them with her. Like uh, We watched It the other day. Oh, yeah. And... I Googled it because my daughter's 14 and it's rated R. So I was like, why is it rated R? And I think it's because the scary stuff and then language and the scary stuff does not bother her. She can still sleep. She really loves that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to keep her from that if that's entertaining to her. There wasn't like, you know, any other risque things that I need to worry about. So I went ahead and I let her watch it, which is fine. And I was like, as long as when you hear that language, you don't start repeating it. You're fine. She's like, I'm good, mom. You know, all my friends cuss (laughs) at school and I don't cuss. I'm like, what? They do. And then I remember what it was like to be in seventh and eighth grade. You're definitely around kids that are cussing. So I was like, I'm not going to keep her from watching it. Yeah. Because of that. And she, I mean, she loved it. So I could care less. When you're watching them with her, are you like kind of halfway paying attention because you don't really like them? You're just kind of more there for the supervision aspect? Oh, I'm just there to hang out with her. Yeah. Like it's a, that's what she wants to do. And that's something that's honestly special for her, like a scary movie. So yeah. Is I'm, this a new like love for her, these horror movies? I guess that she's been figuring out her interests. Like she has played around with different things. And I would say the last year or so, she's really decided that's a genre or that she really enjoys. And I've at first I was I would kind of fight her on it, but then she's like, Mom, I can't help that this is an interest of mine. And she'll present a really good case as to why she should be able to watch it just because I don't like them. She's like, everybody has different tastes, Mom. Like she'll tell Very me that about fair. movies, TV, food. And I'm like, well, you're not wrong. So, you know, I just, I, I let her do it. But obviously I, I, I'm still a parent. <laughs> so I do research and figure out if it's something that's not appropriate. The then watch. we wait for a little bit. Well, we're like a few months away from Halloween. So do you think she's going to be really stoked about that holiday? She's not so like, okay, Halloween for her. She's not a kid, but again, she's 14 now. So maybe she's phased out of that, but she's not like, Oh, I want to dress up and go trick or treating. She would rather stay in and pop popcorn and watch a scary movie. So that's probably what she'll do. But then I have a 10 year old son. who's almost 11 that, you know, that kind of thing is totally his jam dressing up and going out trick or treating. So we're in that weird space where you're, it's one of them's fun. getting too old and one of them's still like well, loving it. Yeah. And, and it, but it's still fun to dress up. Even if you don't go trick or treating, maybe she's just excited to dress up this year and watch the movies and then he can go trick or treating. That's yeah. their balance. They mm-hmm. both dress up, but one does a different thing. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So no horror movies for you. I'm with you. Like horror movies to me, like they will give me nightmares. So I, I can't separate the reality from the movie. And to me, it's all real life. So I no. just don't see it that way. <laughs> I just want a good rom-com. Yes. Give me all the feel goods Mm -hmm. or stuff that is unrealistic because that's how I can like separate from reality for a little bit. Yeah. Horror movies don't do that for me. I'm like, great. Somebody's coming through my front door any minute. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, (laughs) then I'm not sleeping and then I'm thinking every sound. I'm like, what is that? So I'm with you on that. So would you say that rom-coms is your like favorite genre of movies to watch? Probably. I also don't mind sad ones. I don't need them to be like super sad, but I like... I know this is a way, 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 way old example because it's from the 80s, but I feel like Steel Magnolias is a good representation of the kind of movie that I like. And if I could think of a more recent one, I'm sure there are some, but there's laughter. I mean, there's, yes, there's humor and there's real life things happening. There's emotions like you cry, you laugh, you have, you you have all the feelings during that kind of movie. So I would say, I don't know what kind of movie that is, but I like that. 
just has a few different things kind of rolled up to one. We'll call it like the all emotions movies. Yes. Like they hit every single little thing um, and you feel it all. That's what I'm here for. Have you been able to watch any TV shows that are kind of like that? I feel like Virgin River is one. Wait, what'd you say? Virgin River. Have you watched that? I haven't watched that. It's, no. it's one that has all the emotions, rom-com, real life, thriller, mm-hmm. everything all included. So I feel like you'd really dig that one. Yeah. But I do agree. Ted Lasso has all the emotions. That's mm-hmm. one of them. I mean, it's funny. You laugh, but then you also like end up feeling like a connection. There's real life stuff happening. And then you find yourself crying and you're like, what the? <laughs> so I, I, that's a current example. Since I went old school with the movie example, <laughs> I'll go current with TV. I mean, no, I feel like you have to have a broad range. You have to have the favorite movies that you can just sit with. Mm-hmm. When you really need something, you can just sit there and you're like, I'm going to turn on Steel Magnolias. For me, it's Sweet Home Alabama. Like, that's my go-to movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you have to have those to just have some peace at home sometimes. Yeah, for sure. What about, like, a favorite movie series? Since Jamie Lee Curtis talked about Halloween, which is kind of considered a movie series in the horror films, what about favorite movie series? Well, I was a huge Hunger Games fan. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, so much so that, yeah, I made the whole show recreate the first trailer for the first <laughs> movie in 2012. But I read the books. I loved the books. So then I loved the movies. Loved the books more. So I guess since I love the books more, I'll go with a movie series where I've never read the books. And I still think the movies are amazing. And that's The Bourne. Like oh, Jason Bourne, mm-hmm. Matt Damon's role character or whatever. I mean, I'm sure the books are great. I've just never read them, but I always look forward to the movies. You know, I'll admit, I don't think I've seen any of them. Oh, you should do a binge. You know how you do your binge things? Like yeah. you've done it with a, like the Marvel the Star Wars. series. Yeah. You need to do it with Bourne. Is there like four or five movies in I, that? I don't even know where we are with the count, but it doesn't matter. You need to do them. Okay. That's Welcome my up, next binge. Sit down, plan it out, do the binge because okay. I think you're going to love it. What's the one with the movie series with Keanu Reeves? It's like a movie series. Isn't it? It's not born, right? Speed? No. Hold on. Um, <laughs> oh, Matrix? Maybe? I yeah. don't know. Isn't that a movie series? I don't know. I didn't like Matrix. When okay. I f- first saw the first Matrix in the theater, which people are not going to like me for this and they're a fan, but I was so confused. I wanted to leave. I just wanted to get up and leave. I've, I've gotten up and left a movie before and Bobby loved it. It was way back in the day, like District 9 or maybe I'm thinking district 12 because we were just talking hunger (laughs) games, but I don't know. It was something district with a number and it was about aliens. It was awful. And you, that's a movie I've like, I straight up left. I was like, I don't even have time for this. I'm leaving. (laughs) Um, but matrix, I felt that way, but I stayed because I was with friends and they were into it. So I was like, okay. Yeah. When I do feel like it's one of those, it's kind of like a lot of movie series. It's either you like it or you don't. There's not really an in-between. You're like, oh, it's okay. And I can watch it again. It's really either you love them or you hate them. Yeah. There's no mm-hmm. going anywhere. Okay. Well, I have homework now. Yeah, you do. To watch this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I want my homework to be, I'm assigning myself, but I haven't seen all of the Rockies. Oh, I did Rocky yes. four for homework from the guys but I want to do all of them. And have you seen the Creed movies, Creed 1 and 2? I've seen, yes, those okay. later. Like my son wanted to watch those. So I've done that. But I haven't done so like it's one, one, two, two three. three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there a five? Or is that no, what I watched? I think watched it's just with... one, two, three, four. Okay, so I need to see one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so then, you have to watch Rocky. Yeah, I'm going to do that. So we'll report back. Okay, <laughs> and yes, and start Virgin River. It's on Netflix. Okay. 
I well, think you will love it. Add it to my list. <laughs> there is a new TV, there's a new show on Netflix that you know how you like Steel Magnolias. There's a show called Steel Magnolia. Oh, I've seen it. You've every every liked it. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, there's a second season coming out. <gasps> when? I don't know because they left us on a really big cliffhanger. Yeah, they did. On season one. Okay, but I that's know. such a good show. Yes. So cute. It was that and Virgin River that are very similar. Which I heard that the TV series, The Steel Magnolia, is that what it's called? Yeah. I can't. Um, th- there's a book and people loved the books and then it turned into a show. Similar to, uh, what's the one that we did I, with Catherine Heigl that was, oh, yes, yes. it's like a limited series. Let me see. No, it. but now, I mean, I was such a, I even did like a thing with Netflix on it and now I can't Firefly think of Lane. it. Yes. Firefly Lane. Yes. Oh, that Very was good. so good. And it's a little bit different from the books people say, but just another book to TV series that people loved. But yeah, Firefly Lane. I don't know why it slipped my, my brain. I need more coffee. <laughs> um, but that was such a good one. It was almost a no brainer. You know, sometimes people ask like, Oh, if you're doing something like that, especially I did like a social post and I don't really ever do those, but I partnered with Netflix on that. And they let me see Firefly Lane before it actually came out because I told them, I was like, I can't agree to post about something that might be awful. I'm not going to like a TV. So I had to go through this whole like special, like backdoor, all these codes, passwords to get in to watch this. And I felt like I had to swear to not put it anywhere, what I saw or what it was about. I felt like it was super sensitive. I had to download some cryptic app thing on my phone to even get me in on my computer. It was this whole weird process to be able to watch Firefly Lane early. And I was so in. I thought it was so great. I was like, yes, I will do a Netflix social post because I mean, I, that's how big of a fan I was. But then of course I spaced on it just now, but I want to recommend that one. And then two, if you're looking for a good book, I've heard that they're good. Speaking of books, I just finished on audible. I have, um, I had to do a lot of driving. So I listened to project Hail Mary. Okay. What's that um, about? Which is so good. It's about space. They're both about space speech and the Martian, which Martian came out first. And then Project Hail Mary is the newest one from Andy Weir. He's the author. And then Martian, the movie came out a few years ago. And Matt Damon, speaking of him, he actually plays the astronaut that goes to space and or botanist. He's a botanist. And will he be in the second movie or is it? totally? No, they're totally different. Just same author. And like you can tell he likes the more sci fi space stuff. But my brother was telling me about it. In fact, like it must have been good because when we were in Texas for my dad's funeral, my brother was like walking around all weekend carrying the book Project Hail Mary and then we were laying out at the pool we're all hanging out as a family like trying to bond we don't always see each other and my brother's over the reading but he broke down for me on my podcast like he's like hey everybody processes grief differently like y'all wanted to be social and hang out and talk for me being around a bunch of people like that seeing a bunch of old family and friends that's exhausting for me yeah. like I needed to have my book with me because that's comforting so even though we were kind of making fun of him for reading his book, then I felt bad when he came on my podcast and said that. And I was like, oh yeah, it's a good reminder. Like every, even though we're brother and sister, we handle things very differently. But even we were at the pool, a complete stranger came up to him and was like, oh, that's such a good book, dude. Are you done? What page, you know, what page you on? And so then I was like, well, uh, and my friend Mary was there with me. She goes, oh, I just downloaded that on Audible. She's like, or maybe she had just bought it or put it on her Kindle or something. I'm not a big Kindle fan, by the way, but no offense to anybody that likes Kindle, but I either like to read the actual physical book or listen to it. Or sometimes I get the physical and I listen. And if I'm in my car, I keep going. And then I know what chapter I left up on it. And then I, when I get in bed, I'll read That's the rest. That's a great idea. Yes. You're always moving. So that way I can get through a lot more content. 
So um, anyway, all this to say, Project Hail Mary, my brother was, was so good. He was so right. And then after we finished that, he's like, you've got to do Martian. And so um, did Martian. And then now my plan is to watch Martian, the movie. And then obviously, since the Project Hail Mary book just came out this year, it'll be a while till we get the movie, but I'll be excited for it in a couple years when it does come out. <laughs> but you, yeah, they're very entertaining. If you have like a road trip coming up, it's a great book. I will say though, heads up, if you have kids, The Martian, Project Hail Mary didn't have that much cussing, but I had kids in the back for about eight hours and we were listening to um, The Martian and it was yeah, a, like a every other one was good. like, burp, 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 but they weren't beeping. And I was like, Ugh. thankfully they were sleeping. But again, back to the, we talked about the cussing thing. Was that in this segment? I think so. I, I think, think so. It's kind one. of like, you can just be open and honest with your kids. They're going to hear it. You can't keep them from everything and just kind of have a conversation of like, Hey, we want to be respectful, but some parents are fine with, with cussing and that might not even be a thing. And it's just, for me, I've just had so many different things happen in life lately where I'm just like, not as uptight about things as I used to be. I'm like, you know what? Okay, whatever. Which is just, if you know, I'd rather have open conversations about it and me not shelter you from things and act like something's so bad. When some days, quite honestly, in my head, I'm like, beep, beep, beep. And I used <laughs> to like never be a cusser, but just, you know, life takes turns and um, doesn't, I'm not sitting here doing like a, hey, you should, I think it all comes down to like respect and like knowing yourself and, um, and, and your kids and kind of what, just knowing what they're exposed to and not being naive to the fact. And I think that it's allowed for better conversations with my kids. And then Stashira told me the other day, she goes, don't worry, mom, I've made a decision. I'm probably not going to cuss until I'm 20. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's, you're an adult then. That sounds about right. Well, I feel like too, like my parents raised me in just a very like open environment and it really like avoided anything super dramatic happening to me later. Like I never became an alcoholic. I never want to do things because they never sheltered me from any of it. It was just out there. Yeah. It was very normal. Mm -hmm. And like, this is what people do and you get to make your own decisions. Like this is what you probably shouldn't do. And this is what some people do, but we don't suggest that. And it was just kind of allowed me to shape my own opinion. So then like nothing was ever like, oh my gosh, I have to try this because I never knew about it. It was like I knew about it and nothing was ever a shock to me. Right. I think it normalized so many things. So when I got older, I never went through like I watched people in college go through like these intense drinking periods and stuff because they didn't even they were never around it. They never right. knew what it was. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the same for cussing, the same for just so many different things. If you kind of create an open conversation and normalize it. When you grow up, it's like, okay, that's not a big deal. Yeah. I've known about that my whole life. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? I definitely think there's something to that. And you know, the addiction piece too is, is tricky because yeah, if you are sheltered from certain things and then if you do have an addictive personality or something runs in your family yeah. and then you give your body more and more and more of it because you're like, oh yeah, then it gets used to it. And then, um, you know, but yeah, I think I had two parents, like a mom that like tried to shelter me from certain things, but then my parents weren't together and my dad was like super open. So I think that that helped me, but I did appreciate my mom's rules and boundaries. My dad was yeah. probably a little too loose. It's like, he was just like, whatever, <laughs> because he, I don't think he knew how to set those parental boundaries mm -hmm. and I needed that. I think as a kid, I thought it was super cool. But when I grew up, I'm like, oh man, that kind of sucks that my dad was like that. I mean, I love my dad to death. But I'm like, did he even care about me? <laughs> like, what in the world? So I think there is like a healthy balance between balance the two, between the two um, which now we're like completely off topic from TVs and movies. But I think that, you know, you can't stop. Yeah, if someone's going to become an addict of sorts or an alcoholic or addicted to something like that's 
a lot of times not preventable or not a parent's fault or anything yeah, that you did. No. Like there's something chemically going on there, but, but like, yeah, it does lead to way more binging mm-hmm. and different That's things. more the thing so, of yeah. the binging. Or of like, you know, similar with, you know, an eating disorder, uh, you know, when you restrict, that's what can lead to disordered behaviors with mm-hmm. food because your body needs food. So if you restrict and take it completely out and deprive yourself, then you may end up setting yourself up for a binge at another later time. Yes. So we I could probably it, sit here and talk forever about like 20 different things. <laughs> yes. No, that's the, that's the best part about this podcast is we get off on so many crazy different tangents and it's awesome. That's what people love. And I think it's so true. I mean, that the, the best of both worlds was that. I mean, I had parents that gave me boundaries, but allowed me to see the world for what it was, right. mm-hmm. you know, and that's very hard for yeah. a lot of people to do because it's easy to, I mean, my mom still is worried about me all the time. She's like, what are you doing? Oh my gosh, I'm not going to sleep until you get home. That's always going to be a, a parent, what a parent does. You know, you're always going to be worried about your kids, but it was still like, okay, well, you're an adult and this is life. You get to go out and experience it, but I'm still here. I'm still your parent kind of thing. Yeah. It was that perfect balance of mm-hmm. letting me live while also making sure I'm healthy and safe. Yeah. Safe. Is, That's what kids want to feel. They want to feel safe. Yep. Like at the end of the day, it's about that. So oh, I love this. I love yeah. where it went. It started from movies and Jamie Lee Curtis to a little life yeah. conversation. <laughs> but we will let you guys listen to the interview with Jamie Lee Curtis because it was so good. And she's such an awesome person. And you can just feel it during her interview. So here it is. Number six. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jamie Lee Curtis. Hey, Jamie Lee Curtis. How are you? I'm, whose female voice was that? That's me. I, uh, I, it was like we hired somebody to say cool stuff. I don't know. I wish I knew. That's so weird. Well, like I'm looking, I'm, you're the Bobby Bones Show, and then there's this woman's voice going, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Play that it's again. Like the, Let's hear it it's again. Like the, it's like the voice of God in all of those award shows, except it's a beautiful woman's voice, which I support. Woman go. is a god. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jamie Lee Curtis. There you go. There it is. See? Hey, what if, what do your friends call you? Do they call you Jamie, Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis? Like, what what in normal life do people say? Probably Jamie, but a lot of people call me Jay because I, I'm, I'm haiku, and everything I write, I try to write as few words as possible, and I often just write Jay on emails and letters. So lately people have been calling me Jay. I will call you Jamie Lee Curtis because you have been an icon in my life for so long. I feel like it would be disrespectful to not call you by your full name. Uh, uh, You know what? I honestly answer to many things. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about this new podcast that you have that is up now on iHeartRadio, Jamie Lee Curtis and Good Friends. So tell me about this. So I am Good Friend was born Um, Do you play music? I do play music, yes. Okay, so there's a song called Good Friend by um, Emily King. I'm going to ask you to play it at some point today. Um, It's a great song that starts with, if there's something I need I don't already have, I'm going to get it from a good friend. And when I heard that song, I Twitter stalked her. Um, I put out into the Twitterverse that I was looking for Emily King, found her. I licensed her song and I created a podcast because I knew that COVID and this very difficult year for everybody in the world had taken a toll, obviously, on our health and so many families were horribly impacted. But I also think it took a big toll on friendships. 
And I thought I would do a podcast about being a good friend, what it means to be a good friend, how to keep being a good friend, how to let go of friends. And so that's what it's about. And do you bring on your closest friends for this podcast? I bring on friends that I know, um, uh, and yet Lena Dunham, who's my first guest um, on the podcast, I had never met. We had been to award shows together and done that thing that celebrities do where they look at each other like Bobby. If you and I ran into each other, we'd look at each other. We'd go like this. Hey, Jamie. We might do this. Yeah, yeah, clap. I kind of do a like I really like what you do kind of thing. And so Lena's there. My friend Melanie Griffith, who I've known since we were – 20 um who were was a bestie and then we separated and then we've become besties again many many different people my husband christopher guest and his best friend david nickturn so they are intimate conversations they are unscripted nobody's selling anything there are no books to sell i don't do big intros we just start talking i have a lot of questions about your career but you mentioned your husband if i could say one thing about your husband um, in my lifetime, I think he has given more to me in entertainment, in the movies, than any other human being in the history of making movies. Like, yeah. that is just, he is what I consider my vibe and everything that I would watch. And even honestly, The Office and Parks and Rec, like without him, I don't feel like that stuff even exists. It doesn't. And I agree with you. Um, he is a singular talent, he is also incredibly smart, very quiet very private where I am an open book (laughs) and out and I'm, I'm the type of person, Bobby, you may not know this, but I'm the type of person I'll talk to people in elevators. Um, I'll talk to people when we go out to dinner, my kids say, mom, please don't make any friends tonight. (laughs) I will talk to everybody. Whereas my husband will talk to no one. Well, in looking at your career and I've seen so many of your movies the questions that come to my mind are, I get really scared watching horror movies, and you've, you've obviously done a lot of them. You, you know, we go back to the first Halloween back in 1978, but I don't watch horror movies because I get so scared and have nightmares. But with you, would you ever shoot any of these and then have nightmares after you shoot them because you're doing it over and over again? No, 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 no. No, it's a movie. Um, we have a new Halloween coming out October 15th called Halloween Kills. It was supposed to be released last year. COVID sort of killed it for a year. Um, And then we have even another Halloween next year called Halloween Ends. So I am right now deep in the relationship with Michael Myers. It's incredible. The work is so brutal and so beautifully made. So I I understand, Bobby, I'm like you. I don't like them, but a lot (laughs) of people do. Well, I know, and I don't mean that as an insult. I'd read Twilight and had nightmares. Like, that's how sensitive my palate is to, you know, having, uh, you know, scary dreams. But I just wondered if you're always with Mike Meyer, Michael Myers and that mask and you're shooting, like, does it go I into know. your home life at all? And do you, it, so no, no nightmares. None. Okay. Mm-mm. Whenever, because Love Knives Out, loved your performance in Knives Out. I think just universally so well accepted was that movie. Um, when you read the script for Knives Out, were you like, huh, this is very interesting. I wonder how this is going to play out. Or did you know that was a smash? Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. There would be no way to know it was a smash. Obviously, the people were great. It was a big puzzle, and I was a little piece of the puzzle. And I knew I just had to show up and do my work. I don't think anybody except maybe Ryan Johnson anticipated the expansion of that movie. Um 
And they're making a sequel today. They're in Greece right now shooting a sequel, a whole new family, a whole new story with Daniel um, in the center of it, which is so great. Jamie Lee Curtis is on with us through my life. One of the you know most present people that have been in, in, in television and movies for me. So it's a real thrill to talk to you. She's got a new podcast out that's called Good Friend. And so, you know, as I as I watch movies in general, and I'm consuming them differently now, as you are too, I'm sure, because now we of can course. buy we can buy uh, Black Widow at home, right? Which is what right. I did. But I look and I see that that these movies are two and a half hours long now. I want to ask you, as a movie star, what is the perfect movie length? Because two and a half hours, I'm like, are you kidding me? This is too long. Ninety three minutes. I love that. And all of the Halloween movies are are in that zone. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Um, if I have to, if there has to be a pee break in the middle of a movie, I don't like it. Um, the word, <laughs> by the way, the reason I don't go see theater is because of the word intermission. Um, I, I will go see any one act that's ever offered, but the minute there's an intermission in it, I don't like it. You've been in so many epic movies from Freaky Friday to True Lies, and I just read some of the other ones. What do people recognize you most for? Halloween. Halloween and my ubiquity. I mean, obviously I've been around for a long time. I sold yogurt that makes you for seven years. Um, I've done commercials <laughs> prior to that. Um, obviously I've been in some big comedies. Um, obviously I, I, my, many people have seen me naked. Um, but I, I think Halloween out of everything is the sort of, um, you know, it, it gave me my start. It'll be my finish. It'll be my everything. One final question for you, yes, um, sir, Miss Jamie Lee Curtis. Will you read this the end a spoiler uh, to a movie if it's in the script that you have, or how do you play that out? It, it, like in Knives Out, do you go to the ending first? Do you want to experience it as you read it? Like, how do you deal with that? Um, I'm uh, I <laughs> I go to the end. <laughs> um, I'm I'm uninterested in the cat and mouse game of. Of, of movies or books. I like to know what's going to happen, and then I go back and read the experience. Uh, oh, yeah. Are you Jake Gyllenhaal's godmother? Uh, yeah. That's true. It is true. L- love it. Listen, you guys check out our podcast. She's just a delight to talk with. It is called Good Friend. And just know that she paid for the rights to play that song. A lot of people are stealing songs these days. Not Jamie Lee Curtis. And you're going to play it on your show because you promise you dang right i am <laughs> uh-huh good friend emily king hey, god bless you guys thank have a good you. day thank you thank you for your time big fan of your work uh hope thank you have you an awesome much. day good to talk to you bye jamie lee curtis bye bye that feels like because her you know her name is so known it feels like whenever you talk to like for example like a celebrity like uh who would like a kid rock and he's like no call me bob and i'm like nope hmm. i couldn't call her jay or jamie because she's such a famous superstar, you know? That would have been so weird if you were like, yeah, Jay, let me I'm ask you I'm not that this. cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that cool. All right, there she is, Jamie Lee Curtis. Fantastic. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. So Lunchbox came back from vacation in Florida, and he shared some audio with us of him being on the beach trying to get strangers to put sunscreen on him. Amy, have you ever asked a stranger to do something totally random like that? No, never. <laughs> I mean, I guess if I was desperate, I would have to, but I 
thankfully have not had to ask a stranger to rub lotion on my body. <laughs> I think the only thing I've ever asked a stranger to do is like take a picture of me. Yeah. That's probably the weirdest Same. that I've ever done. But that's not even weird. Yeah. Like that's n- but still like awkward. I'm like, I'm so sorry to bother you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is awkward to have to ask somebody. I mean, sometimes I'll like be like, okay, I'm gonna ask them. And then I let them keep walking and be like, okay, never mind. I'm not gonna ask them. <laughs> well, I'll wait for the next person. Like, oh, okay, I'll wait for the next person. So yeah, I guess it is awkward. But really, it's not as weird as like no. having to touch someone. Yes. Would you, if, if a stranger came up to you on the beach, would you put sunscreen on them? Probably not. I, I mean, I want to be kind and nice, so I don't know. I guess I'd have to assess the situation. Like, is it going to be creepy or is it like, okay, just help me out, you know, if it another was a human? Wo- like, I would probably feel more comfortable if it was a woman, but I don't know. I don't want to be sexist here, but um, like, it, I'm trying to picture if Lunchbox came up to me and was like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you put sunscreen on my hurry back. I just feel like I'd be like, okay. I know. I do love, though, in this scenario where he went up to guys and guys were like, yeah, let's go. Like, that is something that I don't feel like used to be a thing. But I just feel like they were totally like, no, it's no big deal. Like, we're all, you know, we're all human. It was like two bros. You never see two guys like helping each other out like that. I feel like years ago. Mm-hmm. We've come a long way. Yeah, a very long way. I mean, that was, I mean, it was crazy that the guys were the only ones that yeah, agreed. Yeah, so. they were like so willing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> probably not me. And then, you know, if you're in a relationship and then you're, you have to think about some of those women <laughs> might be like, okay, how's my husband or my boyfriend or my whoever, my yeah. significant other, how are they going to feel knowing that I was like rubbing lotion all over some strange guy? I don't know. Yeah. What about like beaches? I mean, I think a lot of us have been to beaches. Have you ever seen something weird like go down at a beach? I haven't. No, I've never seen like a shark. I've never seen like someone sunbathing nude. (laughs) I'm trying to think what are weird things that happen at a beach. I've never seen someone almost drown. Is that weird? Yeah. Or save. I've never seen a rescue. We'll call it that. A rescue. That's a better side of it. That's a better way to say it. Mm -hmm. I've never. So no, I don't think. I think I've had just a pretty average beachgoer experience. (laughs) I will say like the nude beach thing is so bizarre. I've never been on a nude beach, but I've been to a beach that allows it. Oh, okay. So it's not like a full nude beach, but where you can. were you? I think we we're like we in America. No, so oh. like, well, I guess the Caribbean is technically no, no. Mm, where no. were you? Yeah, it was in the Caribbean. Okay. So like back in high school, we go on cruises for spring break. That was kind of our family vacations. Oh. And so we were at one of these Caribbean islands. It wasn't a nude beach because obviously families were there, but you could be. And so that was even more weird because you'd have like one guy like watch, walking nude and it's like all these families around and yeah. he's totally open and living his best life. Yeah. So I guess it just depends. Sorry, I wanted to cut because I've been to, I guess there are, are like St. John, I think might be part of, well, it doesn't matter, but there are a few islands yes. that are a part of, if that's even in the Caribbean, it's been a minute. I went to a destination wedding there once. Oh, it's so pretty down there. The Caribbean's like, if you ever get a chance to go down there, such a pretty area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Okay. I just Googled it. St. John is one of the Virgin Islands in the Caribbean that is a district of the United States. So boom. So, yeah. yeah. So that one, you don't need a passport, but other ones you do. Yeah. Um, so I guess just depending on where yeah, you go. Well, and another funny thing that happened to me, we were on the beach and these guys were handing out free shot cards and shots yes. like liquor. No, this is where it gets funny. I was like, I might've been like 14 at the time. Right. And I, at the time hadn't really heard of shots. I'd heard of alcohol and I'd heard of like getting a shot, like a vaccine. So he hands this to me and I hate needles. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want a free shot. Please take that back because I think it's a needle. Like he's going to try and give me a vaccine or something. And my parents are like, no, Morgan, this is a free shot of alcohol that they're giving you to have at the bar on the beach. Yeah. And I like had a full down meltdown experience because I thought this person was trying to give me like a free shot in my arm. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Very different. Yes, very different. So if you do go down on the beach and get a free shot, it's not a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Learned that very quickly at 14 years old. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, although now it could fly too. Yes, yeah. it could be both. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, back in the day, it was not that. It was no. free shot of alcohol. But that was your, yeah, your innocent 14-year-old self. That's <laughs> Very <cute>. traumatizing experience <laughs> <Yeah>. for me. <laughs> but you guys can listen right now. Lunchbox went to the beach, asked a bunch of strangers to put sunscreen on him, and you can see how they respond. Some were all about it, some not so much. Number five. While on vacation in Florida, Lunchbox walked a beach to see if strangers... Would put sunscreen on his back. What were you wearing while you did this? Ah, uh, just swim trunks and nothing else. That's it. <laughs> Shirtless, sweaty, sandy, and hairy. Hey. And oh, so you and just hairy. walked up to people and said, hey, you, "Did you have your own sunscreen?" Yes, I had my sunscreen. I said, "Hey, you know, I think I'm getting a little red on my back. You know, I can't really reach it, and I'm by myself. Can you help me by rubbing some sunscreen on me?" Random people too. Random people oh, under their tents with their families, <laughs> just trying to enjoy a day at the beach. Amy have five clips. How many do you think said yes? None. Oh, wow. I believe in people. I'm going to uh, go two. Okay. I believe in people to do nice things, but that does not mean you have to rub lotion on a stranger. Okay, we have five clips. Eddie, you want into this? Yes, of course. I think out of the five, one, and it's probably maybe his wife. Is your wife part of this? No, it's all yeah. strangers. This isn't working. Do you not okay. understand the... Yeah, but I feel like you're going to trick us on that. All right, give me one. I okay. still believe one will do it. Raymondo, hit me with clip number one. Could you rub some sunscreen on my shoulders? I feel like I'm getting a little red. Woo! Doesn't take long out here. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm at the beach by myself, and I can't reach the back of my shoulders, so if you could just rub some in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that feels good. Because, <laughs> mm. man, this sun is hot. Yes, it is. Woo! <laughs> Thank you so much. You're not from here, then, no, I'm not from here. Thank you, my man. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Guys, you're okay. chilling. Okay. Ch- chilling? Yeah, like a 65-year-old man just hanging out. And you went, mmm. Yeah. Like it feels good. Yeah. Go, go a little mm. lower. <laughs> All right, here's clip two. Could you rub some sunscreen on my lower back? Oh, my problem. God, I feel like I'm getting burned, man. No, I get it. I get it. Woo! I got all kinds of moles, too. I understand the pain. Wow. Woo, man. That's what I'm talking about. You guys are the real, real dudes out here. You know what I'm saying? Thank you very much. I got all kinds of moles, too. I understand. I have moles, too, but... Yeah, he doesn't have to call it my moles. That's kind of rude. You said they were real dudes? Yeah, they're real dudes out there. Yeah, real dudes. They, I mean, they had stogies. They were drinking beer, and I thought there was no way they're going to rub sunscreen on my back. Man, dude popped up right up, put his beer down, kept the stogie in his mouth, and rubbed all over me. <laughs> Are you only going to older men? No, these guys were in their 30s. Oh, they were? Yeah. So younger men, too. Yeah. Just- Here's clip. Three. Excuse me, ma'am. I don't mean to interrupt your book time on the beach, but I was wondering, I think I'm getting a little red on my back, and I was wondering if you could rub some of this sunscreen on me. Oh, I'm good. Thank you. No, no, no. Like, I just don't want to get sunburned. Like, I just need a little rub on my, like, lower I'll back. somebody else, okay? Oh. Thank you. All right. You sure you don't want to? I'm good. Thanks. They're reading Nicholas Sparks and oh. some guy. Yeah. <laughs> good for her boundaries. She's got good boundaries. So far, with two are in. Uh, here's the next one. I saw you rubbing sunscreen on her. Can you get some on my back? No. Oh, I just saw you rubbing sun, so I thought maybe you could help me out. Get your wife to do that for you. I don't have a wife. That's the problem. 
Todd, I guess I'll just get sunburned. I thought you were doing it for everybody, but. This time of the day, you don't have to worry about it. Okay, all right, thank you. <laughs> he tells me the sun's not bad that time of the day. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Two for four. We're down to the last one. Do they rub some sunscreen on Lunchbox's back? Here we go. Do you think I can get some sunscreen on my back? Okay. All right. Thank you so much. High five. Yeah, thank you. You were so nice. I'll tell you what. You're like a he- American hero. Three people did it out of five. Wow. You know what? Good for people. Yeah. I'm shocked. Me too. Were you shocked? I was shocked. And I'm shocked that two dudes did it. I thought dudes would be like, no chance. Especially the bros with stogies and beers. Like, there ain't no chance. I'm... They were, hey, yeah, no problem, they were the man. dudes of dudes, though. They were the it? dudes of yeah, dudes. Yeah. They were dudes, yeah. I mean, he was, from one moly guy to another, he was like, I got you. I mean, look at us. If anything, this is like a picture that we're back. Like, last summer, you couldn't find anybody oh. touching anybody. And now it's like, oh, sure, I'll rub lotion all over you, stranger. To be fair, Florida never stopped rubbing lotion. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. True. Eddie Everybody here when Florida got COVID. <laughs> got it. Uh, yeah. So they uh, nice job. Lunchbox three out of five. I think this is a lot about America. Wow. Yeah. Nice job. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. First, it was Amy's daughter wanting a cat, and now her son is wanting a parrot. Yes. Super exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. Lots of pets happening in your house. I know, and I'm here for it. Like, I really have obviously grown fond of birds in the last, you know, eight months or so, and I would love to bring one into my home, but... It's tricky figuring it out. I've heard pros and cons from a lot of listeners. Some are like, yes, you have to get a parrot. Da, 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 da. And then others are like, don't do it. They are loud and <laughs> stinky. And I'm like, okay, okay, which is it? Who do I believe? But I don't mind having a full house. Like, I love our dog, although she did take a bite out of the middle of our living room wall. And I have no idea mm-hmm. how she did it. Yes. And she started to eat away at the drywall. It's crazy. Is she like home alone at the no. time? No. Literally, she did it right in front of our faces. Like we were in the kitchen and the living room is right there. And then suddenly on this big white blank space below these picture frames that I have, like a space that's very easy to see. She wasn't even trying to hide it right in the middle of the wall. I'm like, did did a chunk of paint just come off that wall? I did not see this earlier. And then there was other people in my house. They're like, yeah, no, that was not there earlier. And then about 30 minutes later, more was missing. And I mean, she, so she, I don't, I have no idea no. if anybody, she's a Labradoodle. We rescued her. She kind of has some anxiety issues, but she has never done that. It's so bizarre. It's not even the corner of the wall. It's the middle of the wall. So I don't even know what happened there. And I'm like, oh, great. We're about to get the cat. And like, what is she going to do when we get the cat? Like either they're going to be best friends or it's going to up her anxiety. And then I'll be like, well, shoot. But I mean, I want to make it work and I want to yes. make it work with the bird. So we do want a parrot of some sort. I want the parrot. Stevenson wants the parrot. I wanted a cat. So Cher wanted a cat. And so now we're all going to be happy and we love our dog. So yeah, we'll just have to see what happens with the parrot, but I appreciate all the feedback and I want more. So if you're listening to this right now and you have a strong opinion, either way, like bring it to me, give it to me. If you have a bird possibly that you know of that's available, (laughs) like that's the hardest part I think is trying to find the bird. I would love to like maybe rescue a bird if that's possible. Um, I don't even know if that's like really a thing. I'm it sure is. it is. Yeah. But there's a certain bird that a lot of people were recommending, but I Googled it and it's illegal in Tennessee. So then I'm like, interesting. Okay. wonder why so that is. If I, if I go to a state in which it's legal and I get it and then I bring it into Tennessee, am I like smuggling? I don't know. 
so weird. Didn't know there was laws against certain yeah. birds in certain states. Mm-hmm. There's a certain type of little parrot thing. I can't remember which one. Cockatoo. There's so many different variants Kinds. or, yeah, I don't know the proper bird term. There's a lot of different <laughs> ones. And I feel so. like, too, like, even though it feels complicated and trying to get everything settled, like some of my best memories growing up were having all different kinds of animals. You yeah. just learn so much about different mm-hmm. Species like yeah. some work out, some don't. And my son out. has been working with a hedgehog in therapy, and it's been super helpful. And he loves the hedgehog. And for a while, I was thinking, "Oh my gosh, we're probably gonna have to get a hedgehog." And uh, I don't know. They just like poop all the time. <laughs> like he'll just be holding it, and it's like, "Oh, it's going to the bathroom." And I'm like, mm, "I don't know if I can handle this little." They're cute. They're Hedgehogs are cute. so cute. But the great thing is the reason why they work for therapy. Not the great thing. But I would say if 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 we have a connection with our hedgehog, it helps teach everybody. You know, we've talked about how kids just want to feel safe, right? Well, the hedgehog, if you're feeling anxious or have a lot going on, like it can pick up on that. If you're not calm, um, it's not going to be calm. And so once you're calm and, you know, regulated, it'll it'll have its quills down. Oh, wow. But then when it feels threatened and that's like your vibe, then it'll spike up. That's so that's why hedgehogs are great. You it helps people work on how they're feeling and processing and, you know, breathing and regulating and staying calm and and then building that relationship because then you get like an actual representation of connecting. Right. So Mm -hmm. then you make the hedgehog feel safe. The hedgehog makes you feel safe. And then it helps like build that that part of your brain that is trying to feel safe. Well, yeah. And it gives you like a physical representation of it because sometimes like just hearing things isn't an easy way to learn. Right. No, it's an actual action. And like for kids, it, it, it works really well because it's taking them. It's an exercise that takes them through that process and helps strengthen that. We'll just call it a muscle, but I mean, it's a neural pathway that like of trying to make sure that they know, okay, yeah. Oh, this is, look at me and now I'm connected with this and this is how it's responding. And it teaches them like, oh, my parents want to be me and I'm the hedgehog. And I have an adopted son and anybody that has adopted kids or if you've got regular kids, there's a lot of different ups and downs, but there's different things where, you know, you're naturally, we, we didn't get my son until he was seven. So being in an orphanage, you know, for a lot of kids that are in orphanages or been adopted or maybe didn't have, you know, attentive parents for the very first formative years of their life, like safety's a real concern in the brain. And so the hedgehog has been pretty awesome in helping us um, build that pathway. It's such a cool way that I never even thought, I mean, you know, you hear of dogs being therapy animals Mm -hmm. and you hear of even sometimes cats, but I've never heard of hedgehogs. And that's such a cool, Mm -hmm. like new development for therapy. It's so cute. Yeah. I love that. Did you ever want any like specific animals growing up? Like this is how like your kids are and they want these animals mm-hmm. when you were a kid. Was there ever oh, animals? Oh, I wanted? had oh, I mean, yeah. If I we we had dogs, cats, birds, hamsters, think fish. Yeah. We had them all. All the things. We had all the things. Poor little hamsters. They didn't stand a <laughs> chance. Um yeah. When I too I think too, when kids grow up with animals in the household, it makes them very like have this relationship with animals that some people don't get if they don't grow up around different kinds. Mm-hmm. Like I've grown up to be a huge animal lover. There's not an animal on the planet that I do not like. 
Yeah. Or like want to see hurt. You know what I mean? Like there's a different development with people that have so many different animals in their household. You yeah. just learn a lot about a different species and their different ways of living that it just gives you a different perspective on life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're like my kids are going to be they have to help take care of the dogs to share. We'll have to really take care of the cat. If we end up getting the parrot, you know, Stevens is going to have a big responsibility and it, it's another form of them learning how to care for something and yes. have a responsibility too. Does it worry you at all? Cause I like when we, everybody was writing us about the parrot and having a bird, you know, like the, the hardest part about dogs and cats is they don't live long enough. Right. But I'm seeing about parrots and birds is like, they can outlive you. Yeah. Does that like a, I mean the dog situation. Yeah. Dogs live the shortest and then the, our cat hopefully will live about, you know, maybe 20 years. I don't know. And then yeah, the bird, <laughs> some of them live anywhere from like 30 to a hundred and something. Yes. So you just have to have what I've heard from people is yeah. You have to have a plan for if something happens, you like the, basically the bird's now part of the will. Yeah. It's like, okay, who gets the bird next and you pass it down and you just make sure like I have a will for my kids, right? I don't know what's going to happen to me. Not that the same thing, but you just come up with a plan Yeah, and then you make sure that it's taken care of. Some people maybe don't think that far ahead and they don't have the plan. And then they get to a place like where maybe they're not allowed to have a bird or, um, or they, yeah, they, unfortunately they pass away and then, yeah, who gets the bird? Well, you hear but all then those stories about that's people. where maybe a bird rescue place comes in yes. and then I come in and I rescue the bird, which yes. is my plan. So if anybody knows of a <laughs> really calm, cool parrot, that's really snuggly. I've heard that the birds snuggle, Yeah, which is the cutest thing ever. Have you been watching like parrot TikTok? No. Is that a thing? Oh yeah. There's a TikTok for everything. Oh great. Now, now I'm going to get stuck on parrot TikTok. Yeah. There's like bird TikTok, like people okay, owning well, birds. And... That's, I mean, now I'm going to be bird TikTok. I mean, maybe you find like the perfect parrot there and they do rescues on, on TikTok of different animals. So maybe there's a bird rescue on there. Okay. Well, I'm going to go look it up. Another avenue to find. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the cat you guys are getting looks so much like my cat that I did have for 18 years mm-hmm. growing up. It's mine was a Siamese. I know that's not the same thing, but they look very similar. Well, it's a long-haired Siamese. It's called a Balinese. Okay, so mm-hmm. it is so a it's similar breed. About it. Yeah, it's, it is. It's mm-hmm. like the same thing, but with longer hair. They are the best cats. Yeah. No, I'm excited. This is apparently we got. We're going to pick it up, um, and we have to. We don't have to, but we're we're we yes we do have to fly because we <laughs> wouldn't drive to California. Um, well, just for time's sake. But um, you know, my best friend lives like an hour from the place or the woman that has the cat. And so um, we're going to go and like spend some time with her. So it like worked out perfectly because we were going to go to California anyway. Yeah. And then literally, you know, we've been looking for a cat for like eight months. And I know that people have strong feelings on whether or not to rescue and whatnot. And I'm just being transparent here. Like, I, I listen, for the cat, this just was the right move for us. And I feel like it's what we needed to do. So I don't, and I talked to friends that are very into like animal and animal rescue. And there was something about, I guess this breeder, I don't know, everyone has strong opinions that, and I, again, I don't know all the things, but how I was doing it, they were like, oh, that's acceptable and fine. Like what she's doing is totally fine. And you can get that cat. And I'm like, okay, I'll take your blessing. But I did to be fair and not to be like, it's not like, okay, well I did this so I can do that. But I did rescue Cara and I did mention how she does have anxiety and I am trying to be careful with that. And this woman, she kind of trains, she, she trains the cat. So the cat's coming trained. And I think again, when it comes to animals being therapy, I really think that this cat is going to be therapeutic for our home and 
probably it's probably another reason why I'm so excited about it. Like I truly am. Like there's me moments when you're like holding this cat and I have rescued a cat before. And this is something I'm not proud of at all um, because I just didn't think it through. So I'm an example of not thinking it through. I had a Rottweiler, Josie, who I had for 10 years. We were living in North Carolina because my husband was in the Air Force and stationed there. I did the show, the Bobby Bone Show from my house, by the way, because the show was based in Austin then. Well, side note, but <laughs> Josie, she was a rescue and she was, she was not, she had issues, but we loved her. Like I loved her. I bonded with her so fast because my husband was in Afghanistan like half the year and she was my protection. Like she made me feel safe. We drove from North Carolina to Austin multiple times. Like she was my road dog. Like I love when she passed away a couple of years, a few years ago, right, right when the kids got so like less than three years ago about, or about maybe exactly it was, you know, the most heartbreaking yeah. feeling ever. And so, but anyway, back to Josie in North Carolina, I was mentoring this kid named Trevion at, and he was like in seventh grade. And one of our visits one day we were hanging out and he wanted to go to PetSmart and just look at the cats. Oh, I don't yeah. know why. Um, and Trevion saw this cat and he's like, oh my gosh, that cat's so cute. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. That cat's so cute. <laughs> and it was the, the rescue part of yeah. um, mm-hmm. PetSmart. Like the, and so, or you could adopt the cat. Yeah. They bring in rescues. Yes. So I impulsively filled out the paperwork. My husband was overseas. So what do I need to check with him for? Um, I mean, I'm saying that sarcastically. I should have. Um, but I was in the moment, right? Yeah. And I rescued this cat and we bought all the things and Trevion and I, we took that cat home and it was a nightmare. (laughs) It was so awful. Like I thought Josie was going to like kill it. The cat was like spastic. It had nothing like it was, was not totally trained. It was meowing all the time. It was freaking out. I mean, it would like leap. It was almost like one of those, what are those flying bats? Sugar gliders? Yes. But it was a kitten. And it was like fly all over and it was scratching everything. I mean, it was awful. So maybe that, and then, and then obviously Josie's my ride or die here. Yeah. And I knew I made an impulse decision and I, w- I'm that person. I had to take the cat back, which was so hard, but, but somebody else adopted it. The cat's it. alive. The cat's alive. Somebody else ended up adopting it. But long story long <laughs> is that I Okay, don't act impulsively, but then I I learned from that and I'm a little bit, so that's why I'm hesitant to bring another rescue cat into the situation. And so I just feel like I need to defend myself because I posted the cat on Instagram the other day and I had haters like mad that I didn't rescue a cat. And I'm like, but this cat is already born too. And it's not like a kitten mill. Is that what, it's not a puppy mill. It's not a kitten factory or whatever. And it's, uh, anyway, no, I, I wholeheartedly support you. And I am a huge advocate of rescuing okay. and all. I mean, my dog's a rescue. That's been a huge thing. But yeah, Remy that, the rescue pup. Yes. <laughs> but that is not perfect for everybody. Right. And you have to like, it's still important. There's still animals that need home. There's still like education that's happening with animals. Like we can't be so stuck on the idea that people can't buy animals and exactly what you're doing. You didn't get from a puppy mill or a kitty mill. You chose a very reputable breeder and that's what matters. Oh yeah. Like she, I have a contract. Mm -hmm. She takes this cat very seriously. I'm pretty sure. Let me tell y'all in the contract, it said one of the lines I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically this. I'm not exaggerating. It said that the cat has the right to sleep in the bed with a human if it desires. (laughs) So like 
she wanted she loves the animals right she yes. wanted to make sure that if the cat decides they want to hop up and sleep with a human that it has the right to do yes that. the the biggest <laughs> threat to to rescues and stuff is the mills it's not breeders that are reputable it's okay. mills where they're producing mass amounts not caring for these animals that end up in the rescue. Yeah. Well, and then I got incredibly lucky. I mean, if you've been following along on the Bobby Bone Show, you know, I've been, we've been looking, I gave my daughter this cat for Christmas, but I started looking for it in maybe October, November. And I thought, how hard could it be to find a cat, you know? And, uh, so I thought I'd have it by Christmas. Well, it ended up being really hard. So I gave her a cat coupon <laughs> as a present and I'm like, we're going to get you a cat. Well, then I got the runaround from different people and it was this, this whole journey. And I literally got lucky because some woman that was getting this cat wasn't able to commit to it anymore because of something, some circumstances with her that are personal mm-hmm. that I don't know. I hate saying that I got lucky if something, obviously I feel bad that this other woman didn't get her cat that she was, you know, had committed to so this cat again already been born for like weeks it's like gonna be 15 weeks old I I and I just happened to circle back with a a woman that I had been speaking to last November and she's like well you're never gonna believe this but I just had a woman back out that has had her name on this cat for a very long time and it's unfortunate but good for you if you can be here and pick it up in the next few weeks and I'm like what up? You live about an hour, hour and a half from our friend. We will be there. So now we're turning it into a whole little girl's trip and we're bringing back the cat. I think I brought all of this up to say originally that we got a cat backpack. Oh yeah. One of those with the little uh, circle things in it. It looks like a little space thing. I've seen it in the airport. It's got a window. So the cat can like look out and Stashira is going to have her little cat backpack on and we're going to travel with the cat. So are you guys going to be able to fly with it? Yeah. Oh good. Yeah. That's what we got to do. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for y'all. You guys are going to be so happy. Yeah. Like I, it, it's going to be so. a fun, rewarding experience. For and sure. for anybody that's not happy for us, you can just leave your comments like to yourself. Ugh, people yes. in their comments on Instagram. Everybody has a even. lot of opinions. You, mm-hmm. Do you want to know the best one that I got recently? What? I have too many blonde friends. Oh, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, are we really that angry at the world? Now that that is what you, you really are need to diversify your hair color. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't choose people based on their friends. I'm like, oh, you're blonde. Let's be friends. Well, and you're not always posting like every single friend that you're hanging out with. Yeah. I mean, like, so what many- am I? I mean, I thought about that the other day, too, because it's like you don't always I'm not always posting every single person that I'm with. Yes. I probably used to post a lot more, but now I'm just more intentional with time and I don't always have my phone out as much. And Instagram is not as important for me to document every single piece. But I was like thinking, like, what would be more weird? Like. Me trying to prove that I'm hanging out like with my black friend, Brittany Spencer, or um, just actually hanging out with Brittany and not having to post about and yes. prove anything. That's and what I'm just using Brittany as an example, because literally I just made plans with her last night for um, to hang out, like have a little girl's night later this month. You should come. Oh, you yeah. Should, like, that would girl's be night. so fun. And, um, you know, so I just she popped in my head just now of using that as an example of like, a you know diversifying your friend group, which I absolutely think is important and you should be intentional about that. But it doesn't mean you have to post about every single hang to like show the world that you have other friends. Yes. And being diverse in a hair color, like what in the world? Yeah. I mean, a whole other tangent, but yeah. Isn't that so crazy? Like hair hair color isn't a way to diversify people anyway. Right. I know. I mean, it, it, 
we could have a whole podcast on how many times people love to troll about the stupidest things. Yeah. But we won't because that was a really fun topic about all of the animals that I love. And Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for y'all to have. And I will be visiting because I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you come over, um, I guess it'd be, I think it's going to be the last week in July. Are you anyway? Yeah. Um, well, you can see the cat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I want a cat so bad. So, and Remy's not going to allow me to have one. So I will be over to give cat snuggles. Okay. Awesome. I'm so excited for you guys. Screw all the trolls. I'm very happy for y'all. <laughs> Thank you. Cat, parrot, dog, all the animals. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Well here, listen now, this is Amy's son wanting to get a parrot. She reveals it to us and it's just a really exciting moment. So be happy for them. No trolling. Number four. Let's go. Amy, your son wants a new pet. Yes. And it is a parrot. Oh, yes. And it's going to be amazing. And I've just got to figure out what kind of parrot. There are so many different parrots out there. I don't even know if some that are like actually parrots, but they're like cockatoos or I don't know, but they look like a parrot. Uh, I'm Do they just, all talk? Well, because if I'm getting a parrot, oh, you I need that thing one. to talk. Yes, yes. So I, we want a talking one. And I, again, I, I'm in the beginning stages of research, but I know that our listeners are amazing. If any of them have parrots, like I'll take all the feedback. But I'm pretty pumped about this. The thing that makes me nervous, though, is a traumatic event from my childhood. So we are getting a cat, and then now we'll possibly be getting the parrot. And when I was younger, I had a bird. And the cage hung in my living room. And at Christmas time, I wanted to decorate its cage with Christmas lights because I thought it needed to be festive. Well, we also had a cat that while we were on Christmas vacation visiting my grandparents, like started playing with the Christmas lights and it scared the bird and had a heart attack and died. So we all didn't need to suffer that trauma with you right then. I know that's a pretty bad story. I know. But that's what makes me nervous about having like a dog and a cat and a bird. It's like I need everybody to get along. And obviously I won't make the same mistake. But I I need that trauma with (laughs) now. I'm sad. (laughs) I need that just everybody to get along. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of pets to have in my home. I'm looking at prices appearance. Yeah. A cockatiel. A cockatoo. A, a cockatiel. Oh, there's a lot of different ones. 125 yeah. bucks to 200 bucks. Okay. Is that green? Yeah, they, they, they have little green ones. The average ones. price is 162. Mike, will you bad. find me about uh, which ones talk? Because I ain't buying a parent unless it talks. Yeah, we need the talking one. Next up is a cake. C a i q u e s. I said it right. Okay, oh, for sure, for sure you did. <laughs> um, How much is that? A thousand dollars. That's got to talk. Amazon parrots around a thousand bucks. An African gray parrot. Ooh. Average price is twenty two fifty. Oh dang. That's a lot. Oh, and by the way, let's not let it be lost that when a parrot talks, that's amazing. It's- How does a bird talk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so wild to me. Now it just repeats what you say, though. You know, it yeah, doesn't. It doesn't have it. a conversation. Like you. when we walk That's in. That's all you guys doing here with me. I say something <laughs> funny. I hear it like three days later. What? <laughs> we just repeat it. Listen. What? I can't wait to come home and then we train it to when we walk in. Will it be like, "Hello, family"? Well, no, my no. Aunt, it has to repeat. Yeah, my like, aunt had oh. one, and her and her husband's name was Marcos, and she and the parrot would always say, "Marcos, where are you? Marcos, <laughs> See, where are you?" It's not repeating. <laughs> Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Because my wife, my, my, my aunt would say, Marcos, where are you? But I mean, he didn't have to hear that. For, once he learned it, he would he said say it. it. Over and exactly. Over. Yes. So like once I teach it, hello, family, it'll just okay. say it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I can't wait. 
And when Bobby, when you come in, it'll be like Amy's gonna be Jack Hanna at her house. They're gonna have animals. <laughs> They're gonna go over. Okay, here's the leopard. You're gonna be Tiger King. Yeah. So you're getting a cat. Some yeah. Crazy cat, cat. Cat will be here soon. Getting a parrot. My my parrots got. We got to research the parrot. It's not happening right away. My great aunt had a parrot or a talking bird. I don't know what it was. And she had a monkey. Oh yes. <laughs> and that monkey is a little monkey, spider monkey thing. He used to throw crap at us. And then it got old and bit somebody. Mm. And yeah. the next thing I know, it's gone. I don't yeah. know what happened. Zoo. I don't know. I heard it went to a farm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. This week, we had a fun topic of discussing our ultimate concerts. Not two country artists, not two pop artists. We had to choose two artists of different genres who we would put together for the best ultimate concert. And let me tell you, there's so many good ones that... I kind of need these to happen now, like all of them. They're all so good. But listen to them. Let us know who you would choose, which show you want to see, or who two artists you would put together. Number three. Eddie and I, the Raging Idiots, are playing the New York State Fair on August 20th. And so we play. We headline the stage at 2 o'clock, which is a Friday. And then Nas, the rapper, headlines at 8 p.m. Kind of a weird concert. Yes. The Raging Idiots and one of the most famous rappers ever, Nas. The next day, it's 98 Degrees, the boy band. And Brothers Osborne. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. Again, yeah, kind of, a, that. kind of a weird uh-huh. Awesome. Would like to watch both of them, frankly. The next day, it's Foreigner and Train. And then it just keeps going, where it's just these odd pairings. And then there was this thing in Atlanta where George Strait and Metallica are doing a show over two nights. Yeah. You saw that, right? Quite the difference. So if you had to put together kind of a different concert where you put two people up that have nothing in common... Who would it be? Eddie, you're first. I mean, for sure, Garth Brooks, probably one of the greatest concerts I've ever been to. So give me Garth. And then on the same bill, my favorite band in the whole wide world, Pearl Jam. Yeah! That would be interesting. Right? And I think both of the crowds can stay and watch both shows because they would feel each artist. Like so different, but you think they'd... Hmm. Interesting. Garth and Pearl Jam. Obviously, Pearl Jam would open for Garth. No, no, no. I think Garth would open for Pearl There's Jam. There's no way. I, that's my bill, my festival. That's what People I would People would do. leave. No chance. Garth's bigger than Pearl Jam. I know. And they would be like, do we need to stay for Pearl Jam? And then this song, Turn It Up Ray, would come on and be like, guys, we're staying. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, you're mine. But okay. Oh, okay. Your concert. All right. I, okay, since you have Garth, I'm removing him from my list. Because I got a few I'm tinkering with over okay. here. Amy, yours? I'm going with George Strait because he's my favorite. And I'm not picturing two totally different type concerts. Like, I'm picturing, you know, every other song. They go back and forth. They collab a little. And it's Justin Bieber. I got my peaches out in wow. Georgia. Amy, that's good. Interesting. I mean, can you picture George singing peaches? You won't. Yeah, he would. <laughs> and no Eddie, chance. this is my concert. All right, right, right. I know, but that's a good point. He won't. He, but still. He like, will. Or maybe he's drums along. Fine. Justin Bieber would be like Amarillo by morning. That's better. Yeah. Wow. It'd be so good. Morgan, what do you have over there? Your odd concert. Well, I love Shania Twain. Everybody knows that. So it'd be Shania Twain. But my other favorite concert ever was Bruno Mars. So it'd be Shania Twain and Bruno Mars. That's cool. That'd be good. That's cool. Don't believe me, just watch. I think mine, I think they would actually get along and like each other. I feel like I'm going to guess. And be inspired to play together. Go oh. ahead. Okay, John Mayer. No. Oh, what? Hmm, I mind. know it. Because I think John Mayer fits okay, with fine. anything. John okay. Mayer has has played country. I, so. your, what's your genres? One's country. Okay, Keith oh. Urban. Hmm. Old Dominion. Okay, no, we're, not, we're not guessing anymore. <laughs> 
You want to take one shot at it? Nah, I'm, I'm way off now. I was going to do Creed and Nickelback, but... <laughs> <laughs> but those aren't two totally different. Yeah. I think that's maybe the same band. They yeah. changed their name. Okay, listen. Hmm. I, Chris Stapleton. Okay. Wow. Okay, so okay. Everybody loves Stapleton. Yeah. Like, love, love Stapleton. And I would put Chris Stapleton and Coldplay. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that would be good. And I think I think they could do like an MTV on like our Santee Crossroads together even. Mm-hmm. That's actually very doable. Because I think they both would love and respect each other's music. Yes. But the crowds would be brought together and be like, I don't know if I like Coldplay or I don't know if I like Chris Stapleton. <laughs> and then they would, <laughs> and they English. would be like, this is the greatest night ever. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Stapleton sure. opening up for Coldplay. I liked Amy's idea of them yes. playing together. Thank you. What, the whole show together, huh? Yes, it's like a Stapleton thing. can play guitar with them. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, I'm going to stay up with the Coldplay. Also on this bill at the uh, fair, there is um, Nelly and Third Eye Blind. Oh, wow, that's cool. Not together, but like, yeah. But if you guys want to come to this Raging Idiots in Syracuse, August 20th, that's when we will be playing the show, 2 p.m. Is Nas going to play with us at all? I don't think he's going to be there. Okay. <laughs> no, just, <laughs> I can check. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Such a fun performance interview moment on our show this week. We had in Shy Carter, Cole Swindell, and David Lee Murphy all together, not individual, all together talking about their new collab. So fun to hear the story behind it all came together. Plus, Shy Carter performed God Whispered Your Name, which is a song he co-wrote. Yes, it is Keith Urban's song, his big hit. But Shy Carter was a co-writer on it, so he performed it. Cole Swindell performed an unreleased song, which is so good, and I'm going to need him to drop it like ASAP. And then David Lee Murphy performed one of his biggest hits. You know, that one that he did with Kenny Chesney? Everything's gonna be... All right. Yeah, that one. He performed it. So seriously, such a fun moment on our show this week. That's why it's coming in at number two. Give it a listen and then go up to bobbybones.com and watch it. So good. Number two. The Friday Morning Conversation with Shy Carter, Cole Swindell, and David Lee Murphy. Got a full house. Hey, guys. Everybody good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let's uh, start one by one. Shy, I haven't met you yet. This is it. Good. What's up? I- I've heard a lot about you. Uh, from a lot of people, Keith Urban mm. loves you. Um, so, so first of all, really great to see you for the first time. Absolutely, great to meet you, sir. Uh, Cole, Cole showed up, but this is the shirt I was talking about on the yeah. show. He brought the shirt, Crook and Chase, <laughs> the Crook and Chase awesome shirt. shirt. Yeah. Where did you get this Crook and Chase shirt? eBay, man. You, so uh, you bought it? Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, an original. I, I've never seen one, and you sent a message like, "Man, I love that shirt." And I was like, "I'll just." give you mine well i wasn't uh, trying to like get it for his from him i was like hey cole where did you get i was just that? glad somebody else appreciated it like i did because yeah. i was like man i gotta have that shirt well so how about i wear it and then give it back to you we'll see yeah we'll then we just change yeah. every time you I'll, come we exchange the shirt back i love that okay love that. Yeah. and then obviously one of my favorite people david Lee murphy good morning good to see you again good to see you again too this time though i will say you have a beard yeah you're mount full mountain man here yeah, I, well i cut it down was it, it was I was gone, I'd gone full Duck Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got here, pressure. You guys are all doing a song together. Shy, it's your song. Yes, you, sir. You, you've put them on. And so tell me about this song, Beers with Friends, like how it came together, why these two knuckleheads. Like, tell me about this. <laughs> well, shoot, David, uh, he came out to the country where, where I got a nice little studio set up with my guy Brian Simpson. And, shoot, we just, we just kicked around some ideas, man, and we just started playing that. And we were like, oh, yeah, this we like this. So we just wrote it real fast. It was fun, and we went to demo it. And 
uh it was turning out real great so man we got uh we got uh kenny chesney to help out on the production and Buddy Cannon, and they made it sound slamming. So we like, man, we got to call Cole. <laughs> Get Swin Diesel on here. Is it for you, is it intimidating to ask these big stars to hop in? And Because you've written massive songs, but as far as being an artist in country music, like you're building that right now. Yes, sir. Is that a tough call to make to go, hey, Cole, hey, David, like, let's go? Yeah, for sure, man. I know they got a lot going on, so I'm just super grateful and honored that they would get on the jam with me. Yeah, for me, it's always interesting to hear the songwriter perspective, and we're going to play that song in a second, Beers with Friends. But I want to ask you, Shy, because you wrote what I think was the best song of last year, the top two or three, and I, and I said it before you even hear it, God Whispered Your Name. Wow, like, thanks so much, man. And I told Keith that, too. I was like, this song, it actually, probably I think that because it reminds me of you know, my fiance. Yeah. And like, it just didn't happen for me forever. You right. know, I'm 41. Mm. I'm about to get married for the first time ever. I'd never, I'd never had even felt near that. But then I heard that song and I was like, wow, like I feel that. Like sometimes the song actually touches like your core. Absolutely. And you wrote that. So you walk into the room the day that song kind of started, like what, what happened there? What was the genesis of that? Man, it was just another day out there in the country. It was a beautiful day. My brother was there with me. He wrote it with me, Micah and uh, James Slater's awesome dude. And he just got, he just got on the piano and just started playing those chords and singing it. And it was just, it was something spiritual, you know, and this awesome dude, Chris August, he's, start hitting the licks and stuff and we just once again we just start kicking it around it just flows it's like it's coming from it's coming from god man you know and it's just a good spiritual vibe we all been through a lot so you know when that special person comes along man and help you get through your life man it's something real nice and special yeah when keith urban <laughs> says hey i want to cut that like did you send it to keith or did it get to keith we sent it to Keith Missy, my manager. She works with him, and she's always been giving me a lot of stuff going. So Keith is a good friend, and uh, we just thought it'd be great for him. And, you do know. you play? I, you have a, a mandolin with you now. Do you play songs that you wrote that you didn't cut? Like if you go to a songwriter's night, will you play God Whispered Your Name? Yes, for sure. You do? Okay, so it's not out of place for me to go, hey, would you play me a little bit of God Whispered Your Name? Not at all. Man. All right, well, let's, let's clap our hands. Here let's we go. Oh, this is awesome. Shy Carter is going right. to give us a little verse and chorus of God Whispered Your Name. Woo! I was so cold and lost Nothing seemed to ring true I couldn't bear the cross For everything I've been through And each day I knew I needed a change But there was no way No way Then God whispered your name That's when everything changed Love came out of the rain Talk about being saved Suddenly I want to live More than I ever did I'm never gonna be the same But when God whispered your name Come on! From when you wrote it to when it was put out as a single, like what's the dis well, how long does that take? That one didn't take quite as long as some of them do. I can't even tell you. Maybe it was about a year or and, and that's short. That's what's funny. Like oh, yeah. that's short. Yeah. The Friday morning conversation with Shy Carter, Cole Swindell, and David Lee Murphy. Shy, you killed that that song, that performance you did a minute ago. It's just amazing. And I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much. Good to finally man. meet you. Yes, sir. Cole Swindell, let me ask you a couple questions, buddy. What's up, man? Well, first of all, how, how the heck are you? I'm good. It's, you know, starting to have some shows coming back, and it's just good to 
be back on the road and doing what what we love, man. Your first show back, your first real show. Walk me through what's happening inside your head and your heart. Man, uh, Panama City Beach, um, big festival, ton of people out there, and I don't know. Just the to be honest, I mean the anxiety. I mean that's a lot of lyrics and and everything. <laughs> I haven't done. I mean I haven't done that in a while, and it's, that's been the longest I've had a break from being on stage. And it was, I don't know. I was I was excited just to get back to doing it. But once we got up there and I got through the first song, it was just like you know like I'd been there before, and it's. Like I said, it's it's just good to see people back in the crowd. I mean, all the Zoom and, and virtual stuff was amazing to keep us all in touch. But, to, man, just the human interaction, that's the energy. Uh, I think we've missed that a lot. So it was uh, it was good to be back up there. What song of yours were you like, oh, that's it. They're singing it back like you're feeling it. What was that first song that you did where you're like, this is what I was missing? God, I- Probably ain't worth the whiskey. That's just uh, that's one of my favorite moments of every show. And just to see that many people out there, it was like I mean, it looked like a different year. I couldn't believe it was 2021, just because of all everybody's been through. But um, yeah, that was the one that that uh, I was like, man, we're we're back. So we're gonna play single Saturday night in just a minute. But that thing came out in May of 2020, and I was saying this on the show because it's now it's like researching like crazy. It's testing. It's a monster hit. And I was like. I don't know what Cole Swindell's got to do. It's taken a, over a year. This song is a monster. Why? And I, I was getting irritated for you, which I find myself doing a lot of times. Yeah, you've had my back from day one, man, and I, I, it means more than you know. But that, yeah, it's a... So it's, it's congratulations just, first. Congratulations. Here we are. It's about to be a number one yeah. song. I love it. Can't get enough of it. But geez, man, I was 11 when this thing started. <laughs> I figured I might be married by the time it, it, yeah. it's here, but I'm, I'm still... No, I was telling life. Bobby it took so long. I thought when Bobby was telling me it was it, where it Just was, not, yeah. I, I thought, I mean, if, if you would ask me, I would have said it already was a yeah, number one yeah. a long time ago. So, yeah, it's yeah. a weird it's it's a it's a weird thing. You all you have the number ones, but there's like a small group of people. I, how do we how do we convince them? How do we smack them in the head? I don't know, man. I uh, know who they are. Let me list them. Yeah, I, made a list of I got you. Yeah, you <laughs> can. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got mm-hmm. a little more pull than me on that. Here's the only other thing I'll say, and then I'm gonna have it, I'm gonna have you play a new song if that's okay. okay. Yeah. Um, this is how. I, because I feel like a friend. Like I always, I'm like, you guys got to do Cole right. And here's when I get irritated for you. And I know you're gonna be like, no, nah, it's okay, it's okay. Here's why I get irritated for you. People have to stop asking you the question about selling merch for Luke. That question's got to end at some point in your life. <laughs> if I were you, I pull my. If some, every time somebody asked me that question, I would rip my hair out. Yeah. I, I asked it five years ago. I know. Yeah. It's. Just, I mean, I just think that kind of throws people off. I mean, that's not why I moved to Nashville, you know. But it obviously was a huge opportunity. Don't even answer it. Don't even talk about I'm it. Not. I'm, no. I'm, <laughs> actually, <laughs> I didn't even do that. I don't yeah. Even no. Know no. Who. I didn't want to hear you talk about it. I'm just telling you. And every time it's like, hey, so you used to sell merch for Luke Bryan. I just want to rip my hair out for you. So, yeah. That's so this is my notice to it. everybody else. Stop asking that question. Thank you. Can I say that for you? Please. Yes. Stop Replay asking it. that question yes. to Cole Swindell. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Will you play something new for us? Yeah, we'll do something brand new. Never played this live. Uh, me and Joel went over it a few times this morning. So we'll. Uh, what is it? Coming off. It's a song called "Some Habits" that I just love. I feel like it's me and other minus the love part. But uh, yeah, it's it's just a song that. I don't know. It's I, I, me yeah. minus what? the love what does part. That mean? Okay, <laughs> you about to hear it. <laughs> okay. All right, here he is, here Cole Swindell. Yeah, I'm rough around the edges on the surface I ain't perfect, still need a little smoothing out 
It's hard to shift gears after years of going one way and one day turning around. But like water tanks, barns, and rusted junk cars get saved by a coat of paint. Take somebody like you to make a sinner like me want to try to be a little more saint. Cause good bourbon is hard to put down that high road. It's hard to stay on that good book. It's hard to pick up that old me. It's hard to turn off, girl, I've been trying like hell might be. Getting ahead of myself, but the longer I love you, the more I know some habits ain't meant to be broke. Oh, no, no. Yeah, some habits ain't meant to be broke. Like loving you, like loving you. It's him minus the love. You heard it there. That's right. What are your thoughts on Well, so now I'm dissecting, like, okay, so Cole is saying, like, you're not, you're not, there's, you're not, you don't have a habit to break right now. No, not, but, right, yeah, but, that's the, the loving habit, yeah, it's just, the, you, um, mm-hmm. that's, that's fine, though, that's, that's part of it, and I love, that's what I'm saying, I love the song, and to me, uh, yeah, it's just like single Saturday night, you know? I remember last time I was here, Bobby was like, what are you actively doing about that to, to make sure you... And I was like, great point. It's not just going to happen. So, right. Uh, so yeah. what are, what have you been doing? Quarantining. That's true, too. It's, it's, yeah, a, so. it's such a hard time right now. I Give the guy a break. I think our, that's know? no longer an excuse. He brings me a shirt from Instagram. That's just a great day. Leave him yeah, alone. Good. You need to find the, yeah, crook to your chase. chase. Yeah. There we go. What size shirt do you wear? If you wear a T-shirt, Cole, do you wear a medium or large? It just depends on the. Shirt I can say on. we could do a full, that, You're gonna have to get that tailored. We could do that a full probably... jersey swap. Okay. And you could have my Garth Brooks old school shirt. I'd give it to That's you. That's pretty awesome. It is. Like mm-hmm. I'm a jersey swap you right now. Oh man, now I'm not. I used to swap with you, and now you're gonna go with Cole. We got. We don't have to do it today. <laughs> okay. It's fine. Amy just ruined a moment. Yeah, too soon. Too soon. Y'all really must be different sizes then. <laughs> well, sometimes bobbies are like a small. Medium. Well, sometimes when I rate real thin, <laughs> it just depends. Yeah. Uh, David Lee Murphy, we're back over to you, Ooh. buddy. All right. Good to see you again. Good I always, you. you know, wherever we are. If it's in a parking lot or a side stage of a show here on the studio, you know I love you, right? I love you too. And have I, as a kid. When I didn't know you, and as an adult, more so now that I do. And that's rare. Thank you. Because I think, and I think, Shy and Cole, you guys will agree, we grow up and, you know, we're, I graduated high school in the late 90s and, you know, grew up listening to your music. And sometimes it doesn't turn out like you hoped when you get to be and you get to meet people. It, but rarely does it happen where the person's actually cooler. <laughs> and that's you. You're cooler than I could have ever hoped. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, so... Mm-hmm. What's, what, what have you been doing the last few months except growing a beard and growing, you, you know, keeping your hair uh, like Actually, curious? I'm cutting, trying to, well, I haven't had cut my hair. I've cut my beard. But I've been writing songs and, um, you know, Shy and I are writing today. Actually. You are? You guys yeah. head out today? Yes, sir. You know, write one called Idiot DJ? Right? You just, we're inspired by something. Yeah. We don't really know. Me minus the love part. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, you, you mind playing a little something for us? Yeah. And now, when I'm thinking about your music, and I know everybody goes to Dust in a Bottle, and that's fine. I love that song. But you know the song that changed it for me was the one that you and Kenny put out. Like, how long? Was that been two, three years ago? 
Yeah, 2018. Is it 20? Yeah. I mean, wow. how how many years was that? <laughs> that was like the most positive. <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of the most positive songs yep. that we had on this format that people actually like felt sang along to. And if you don't mind, would you play us a little bit of that? Yeah. All right, here we go. Everything's gonna be all right. She readily asked my plastic cup I said yes ma'am fill her up Tell me something good that I don't know Cause this world's been kicking my behind Life ain't been a friend of mine And lately I've been feeling kind of low And she looked back over her shoulder And pointed at the sign hanging up on the wall it said everything's gonna be alright. Everything's gonna be alright. And nobody's gotta worry about nothing. Don't go hitting that panic button. It ain't near as bad as you think. Everything's gonna be Murphy, come yeah. on. Yes. Hey, so uh, just a quick monetary question about Dust on the Bottle, because you wrote that by yourself. Are you? Do you still make money from that song? We don't really make that much money on streaming. Nothing. You ain't making anything from it. Not a lot. Who do I need to lobby? Your congressman. Yeah, I'm done. I'm out. But still, thank you. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, Shy, it's, it's great that you, that you came in and, and you brought a whole team with you here. It's yeah. cool that... that they respect you enough to hop on a song with you, wake their butts up in the morning, and come up on this radio show. Yeah. Like, that says a lot about you as a person. Man, thank so, you, you know, the great. people you surround yourself with, you know, says a lot about who you are. I love the song. Beers My Friends. Great song. Thank love you. Love your work. Shy wrote uh, for Charlie Puth. He wrote um, uh, One, no, uh, one, call, one away. call Away. It was all. Only one call yeah. away. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'll be there to save the All right, you guys I mean, check out Beers with My too. Friends. Go follow Shy at Shy Carter Official, at David Lee Murphy, at Cole Swindell. Love you all. I wish we could do this for an hour, uh, but I got to eat. But So I'm going <laughs> to let you guys go. Thanks but for having us. There they are. Uh, Cole, David Lee, Murphy, Thank Shy you. Carter. Clap your hands for our friends yeah, here. Yeah. Play it today. Good to see you guys. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. The draft came back this week. Such an awesome moment because you guys have been begging and loving the drafts. We took a little hiatus with them, but we brought them back this week. And we did a draft of the best leading actors of all time. Now, the voting is closed. I won. Spoiler alert, which I'm so proud of because, you know, I am the draft champion. I haven't been doing too hot these last few random rounds we've been having. But this one I did win because, of course, I had the GOAT, Tom Hanks, and more. Robin Williams, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I nailed it. But anyways, you know, it was a great draft and you guys have been wishing for it to come back. So it got brought back this week. So of course it has to come in at number one because everyone loves the draft. So here it is. We drafted the best leading actors of all time. Number one. Let's go. Here's a voicemail from Heston in Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
Just wanted to see if you guys would do one of my favorite segments, and that would be a draft. I know you guys have been wanting to take a break, but it hasn't been done for a long time. Uh, just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, just wanted to call. Yeah, I love the show. love what you guys do. Y'all keep it up. I appreciate that. We can do one. We're going to draft best leading actors. And that means actors or actresses. Because actor, it's just an award. It's an actor, actress award. But best leading actor. So, let's go. Up first, <laughs> drafting will be Morgan number two. And we'll go around the room in this order. And then we go backward for the second round. And then forward again the third <sighs> round. It's Morgan's time to go first. Morgan, you draft first. First pick. Best leading actor is... Well, Eddie's going to hate me. I mean, this is the obvious pick. It's Tom Hanks. Yeah, I mean, I Good hate one. him. But who wouldn't take that number one? That's a strong yeah. one. Okay. Raymundo, you're up second. He parties on yachts with a lot of women and dates younger women, but he's also <laughs> a great actor. Give me Leonardo DiCaprio. That's my first two in order as well. Yeah! Solid picks. Okay, Leo. Now it gets a little tricky. But I'm going to go. All right, all right, all right. Oh, I like that one. I'm going Matthew McConaughey as my first round pick. Amy? I am going Matt Damon. Hmm. Y'all don't like Born? Born I mean, Identity? He's, he's all right. I think I'd take him in the second or third round, but okay. Or maybe he's in my head because he's in the You Martian. can still win. Okay. Eddie. Amy's going to hate me for this one. But I'm going to go with a female. I know. That's actress, who I was going to pick. And I'm going Reese Witherspoon. That was going to be her McConaughey. Yeah. yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Thank you. Now, what we want you to do is go to bobbybones.com and vote. But don't just vote on the first round because obviously some people didn't get to go first. You have to vote on the whole team. Yeah. Don't act like I didn't have Tom Hanks and Leo right. on my list. Right. Of course. <laughs> okay. Eddie, now you get the first pick of the second round. Who do you got? I mean, uh, not my favorite actor, but I know people love him. Eesh, this is tough. Oh, should I do this or not? All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with The Rock. I mean, he's Why? just a, he's awesome. He's a big name. I'm not crazy about his movies, but I know oh. people love The Rock. So I love go. him. I thought you were going like Bill Cosby or something. What? Yeah. I know people don't love him. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't care too much for his I movies. I love The Rock, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Amy. Um, I am going to go with one of my favorites, Julia Roberts. Okay. Good one. Okay. I have Matthew McConaughey as a first round. I think for the second round, I'm going to go with Denzel Washington. Oh, Good one. yeah. Fantastic. Shoot. Ray. Who's the best looking guy in Hollywood? We all know the answer. It is Brad Pitt. Yeah! Mm. All right, Morgan, you have the last pick of the second round. Well, he typically plays the voice of God, so Morgan Freeman. Okay. How do you feel about that one? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's good. Solid. Yeah. yeah. Nobody gave me a response there. Uh, okay. One more, one more round to go. We start back with Morgan. Morgan, there are lots of actors on the board. Best leading actor, your draft. Go ahead. Gosh, I don't know if I should go with a female or a male. Oh, okay. Um, R.I.P. Robin Williams. Wow. Interesting pick. Yeah. We can pick dead people. Of course. Sure. Oh. Can we not? Yeah. yeah. There are no rules. Your rules are what you make them. <laughs> Raymundo. It might hurt me, but I think I'll be okay. Not going any women. Give me Will Smith. No. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I was torn between two people, Will Smith and the person I'm about to say. 
Okay, well, who's that now? Because Oh, I got somebody else that popped up in my mind. Like, Jim Carrey just popped up in my mind. Am I before you or after no, you? No, you're after, you're after me. Why? I just feel like we're thinking of the same person. Jim Carrey popped up because I do love some Jim Carrey movies, but I'm going to go with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yes. Okay. Amy? Okay, well, now you just made me think of somebody else because you said her. But, I mean, I know sometimes this guy can be a little bit cheesy, but, I mean, his movies are good. <laughs> and Top Gun 2 is coming out soon, <laughs> so I'm going with Tom Cruise. Okay, Eddie, final pick of the draft. <laughs> all right, I can't believe Bonesy left him out there, but I'm stealing him, and he's all mine. Give me Adam Sandler. Uh, he's off my list. I didn't, I didn't forget him. His oh, movies yeah. are great. Yeah, I like him. I'm shocked but, you didn't but lead take him. actor. Yeah, I didn't take him. Lunch Lady Land. <laughs> okay, so look at all three. I Go vote at bobbybones.com, but look at all three, right? I think that's the key there because it's a different position. But all our teams are up. That draft was done for you, Heston in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go vote at bobbybones.com we'll, we'll, till the end of the show. Felt good. We hadn't done that in a while. We have not done that in a while. It's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan number two. All right, y'all, that's a wrap for this week's show. Amy, thank you so much for hanging out with me. It was so fun to catch up. Of course, yeah, I love doing it. Um, Tell the people where they can follow you on all the things and your podcast. (laughs) Um, Instagram, I'm Radio Amy. Same as Twitter, although I guess I spend most of my time on Instagram. I do want to start tweeting a little bit more, maybe. We'll see. (laughs) Um, I do go there for news, I guess. Uh, And then my podcast is Four Things with Amy Brown. I have episodes that come out every Tuesday and Thursday. And then I also have a podcast that comes out every Saturday called Outweigh, which is um, a podcast that covers like the gray area of disordered eating. I mean, it started out that way, but we get into eating disorders and the tagline is a life without disordered eating outweighs everything. So, so that's a specialty kind of our, podcast on that. Area. Yeah. Just like every that. Saturday it comes out, it's about 30 minutes or less. And just something like if you're struggling or, you know, someone else's that's struggling with food or body image, there's just some really encouraging guests and wisdom and experts that we have on that can help you help get you through it. And also people sharing their stories too so that you know that you're not alone because I mean it's a real thing that we deal with men and women so I would encourage any guys listening like you could check that out too or if you have a loved one that might be going through something like that it's just more prevalent than you think Um, and it is a wide range it's not it doesn't have to be full-blown eating disorder it can be just disordered behaviors um, and you can like kind of know what to look out for and then how to best help either yourself or help the loved one and so that's something I'm super just that's my passion is the outweigh episode. And then yeah, four things with Amy Brown is, is my podcast. And, um, yeah, with that, we have our whole four things line and, uh, our line that supports Haiti, which is awesome. And right, Haiti's going through a lot right now. So all the items are going to our, our partners down in Haiti to help them through that. In case you haven't heard, I had the former prime minister of Haiti on my podcast, um, last Tuesday so you could listen to that episode if you want a better idea of what's going on down there and then yeah just fourthings.com if you want to support I love that yeah. so much or, actually I have a I have a website I forget <laughs> radioamy.com that's so where you can find honestly, all of those things you can find Instagram you can find my podcast you can find four things stuff or espoir stuff which espoir means hope in Haitian Creole and you can find um my Amazon favorites is on my website too. So Ooh, that's a good list. Too. Radioamy.com. Yeah, I have a puzzle board. I'm really into puzzles. And <laughs> anytime I post my puzzle board, people like freak out and they want the link. And I'm like, it's on my Amazon page or I'll send them the link. But radioamy.com and you can click on Amazon favorites and then you just go through 
think that's probably under home or something. And my puzzle board is there because if you're into puzzles, you need this puzzle board. It's like a sorter and drawers and it's, it's a game changer. <laughs> I love that. Okay. <laughs> and I'm Morgan. You can follow me all the things, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter at WebGirlMorgan. And of course, the show is at Bobby Bones Show. Make sure you check out all the content up at BobbyBones.com. There's so much videos, all the performances from this week. There's a lot of good stuff up there. Thank you guys again for hanging out with me. I love y'all. Goodbye. Come on. Bobby Bones, yeah.